In this one, I was just trying to discuss something, talk about what is a rivalry, what makes one, and I'm I'm not saying they. And every time I ask you, every time I ask you a question about it, you like raise your voice. You don't even like you don't even defend it. I'm saying what makes a rivalry, and you're not answering it. I'm well. A lot of things can make a rivalry. See, that's the answer you get. No, mention it. No, I did. You, if you listened (laughs) instead of spoke, okay, you can understand what I'm saying. On today's footy corner, the 30-year wait is over in Liverpool. The champions of England again. Manchester City capitulates at Stamford Bridge as Captain America scores again. Arsenal finally win. Sheffield lose again, and Leicester on red alert. Bin Laden is seen at Leeds while Neville goes missing. Along with the typical predictions, comments, nonsense, fantasy corner, and gambling corner. Next. Back on the footy corner twice in a week. Arin, how's everything going? Good, how are you? Uh, not bad, just uh, hanging in there. I'm surprised you, did, you didn't go on more. Uh, Liverpool have won the champion, you know, have won the league. Congratulations. Uh, what, what, did, what was the day like for you? Uh, it was good. Um, I was talking to uh, Matt Dunphy, who was on the show. Shout out, Matt. And we both had similar feelings. Um, it was like you, you weren't thinking about it when the game started. But as the game progressed, you're just like it just like starts coming in more, I guess, like sinking in more. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're talking about this the city game, right? The city Chelsea. Yeah. Yes. City Chelsea game. Um, well, yeah, it was uh, it was good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it, but uh, it's kind of crazy. So celebrations gone on late into the night. No. No. I mean, what, what are we what are we gonna do? You know? Yeah, I don't know. You said you talked to Matt. Maybe you said you watched some of the scenes on TV. Yeah, I mean, but that's yeah. I mean, I, what am, I'm not gonna fly to Anfield, right? Well, that's true. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you know, maybe in a in a future show, actually, we we'll get another you know uh, Liverpool fan on, see what the experiences were. Uh, okay, so you want to go straight to the matches then? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that match you were discussing that led. To what happened, it was a pretty crazy match. Chelsea 2, Manchester City 1 at Stamford Bridge. Uh, Pulisic scoring in the first. Uh, De Bruyne equalized on a free kick. And then the late winner that sealed everything, William scoring on a penalty after a Fernandinho red. Uh, what were your thoughts on this game uh, overall? Um, I think it's. I think it showed why City uh, are so far behind Liverpool this season, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um a mix of injuries and inconsistency. I'm not sure what's to blame for it. Um, I don't want to put it all on injuries because they've pretty much had the same squad all year. I mean, they've dealt without Leroy Sané the whole year. Um, Laporte has been in and out. But regardless of that, it's pretty much been the same team as the past couple years. Um, I don't know whether it's mentality or maybe they're just focused on Champions League, but uh, also credit to Chelsea. Uh, even though you look at the possession of the game, I don't think that really showed who dominated. I don't. I don't think one team in particular dominated that game. But I think Chelsea. Um, if you look at stats, you'd think Chelsea didn't deserve to win. But I think it's just the way they set up, and uh, I think they executed how they wanted to. I don't know. What did you think about it? Well, I was going to say there were many moments throughout the game I thought of live betting. City and because they just looked so good, yeah, they looked like they're so yeah. close to scoring. So get this: so we're in a group chat, 
and me and Matt are pretty big Liverpool fans. And this man to my right is out here saying, Yo, I'm going to do a live bet on City. I think they're going to draw a win. Yeah. <laughs> knowing well, that I two guys, understand. knowing that two guys are on here like thinking, okay, this could be the first time they win the title in our lifetime. Okay, but this wasn't the make-or-break game. Like, you guys have another game next week. You have seven other games. Yeah, I mean, if why it was are you getting like, upset? Well, no, I'm just telling – I'm not getting upset. I'm just telling you I don't understand what's so weird about that. I'm asking you guys just about like, life. like, bro, put that in the group chat. <laughs> so why are you bringing it? Why are you so salty about it? I'm not salty. So you just brought it up? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, bro, get that nonsense out of here. Well, I was just asking what – I mean, the group – would you consider the group – well versed in soccer, yeah, I okay. Think so. so I was just asking an opinion. I'm, I was gonna thinking about putting money on line. I mean, I wasn't. I, they just looked to me more dangerous to score, and they made. And it, what showed, like you said, was the gap. They made mistakes. Uh, the Mendy and uh, Gundogan, who we shit make on the all. Bet? No, no, I didn't. I didn't make any bets. I just held off. Uh, Gundogan, who we've ripped on all year. You guys know how much I don't like him, uh, and Mendy. Jeff Paris's boy making a little bit of a poor connection there. Uh, Pulisic goes off with that ball. And then, obviously, the late rush with the Fernandinho handball. So yeah. you could see that it's funny. I mean, they're a great team, but the errors they make, they really get away with the like goofy-ass errors that are made. Like No one really makes fun of them as much as some of the other teams that make these types of errors. Uh, but they, I guess they cover for it. They got away with one just before that, too, where Pulisic had one, and William, I think, saved it off the line. Or not William, uh, um, Walker. Yeah, Walker saved it off the line. But anyway, um, I thought, yeah, Chelsea played pretty well. They they counterattacked well. That's the type of game they have to play against teams that are better than them. They didn't have transfer money, you know, this, this past year. They're going to bring in players this year, and they played it right. Lampard got it right. He's shown, I think, his evolution from early in the season to this point now. Um, and a really good point brought up. This is the third time in the last six seasons the title was decided at Stamford Bridge. Um, not only do we have the stats here, uh, Brian, Chelsea wins titles. Sometimes they win for themselves in 15 and 17. Sometimes they win it for others, for City in 14, Leicester in 16, and then Liverpool in 20. He says, you're welcome. What are your thoughts? And a lot of the Chelsea fans said that. What are your thoughts to them? Um, I don't know many Chelsea fans uh, that I really talk to. That said, um, you're welcome. I mean, I've seen a couple people oh, that said you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. No, I like Brian. No, Brian's just joking. I yeah. like Brian. Um, Brian and Brian. Another Brian. No, seriously, shout out. Who's the other Brian? Camberg. Oh, he didn't say that to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not a big Brian Camberg guy. But Brian Moore, um, shout out. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I was rooting for Chelsea. So he texted me before the, I think the night before the game, I want to say. Mm hmm. And then I was I texted him before the game and somewhat during, um, yeah no it was funny he it's a good point though I think it's funny how they've been dictating I think that game against Tottenham though was was wild a yeah years ago well I was that was one that see just as hard as you were rooting for well you probably rooted harder for this one because they prevented Tottenham that year right so um, yeah third three of the last six seasons they they beat Palace in fourteen fifteen for themselves beat Spurs in fifteen sixteen for Leicester to win. And then now this one. This is actually the fourth one that involved them. They won uh, at West Bromwich in 16-17. So it's been crazy that they've dictated a lot of the league titles. Uh, it was pretty cool it came down to that. I guess I, you know, you answered it, but would you rather have seen it like this or won it next week against City? 
Uh, like this, I think like any like like a real Liverpool fan would say they just want to get it locked up in the bag as soon as possible. Like who gives a shit how you win it, where you win it. I mean, it's a if, okay. Say we win it at City. What's the difference? Like there are no fans there. Celebration's mm-hmm. gonna be the same. Right. Let's just get it over with. That's all okay. we want. We don't like. I think the common. I think what baffles me sometimes is these days like people will say it's how you win it or. Oh, this team is, is, for example, if they don't break the record for City, someone's going to be like, oh, um, they're still not the greatest team of all time. It's just like, what the, like, that's not what the goal is. The goal is to win the league. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think any Liverpool fan gives a shit what anyone else thinks, what what the record books say, as long as it says we're champion. COVID, if anything, COVID made it tougher for us to win, so fuck that. Um I don't know. I just think, um, yeah, fuck it all, champions. Yeah, yeah, the asterisk people. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't know how that works because we're still playing games. I, I don't know. But um, anyway, let's move on to the game that set this up. Liverpool 4, Crystal Palace 0. Uh, Alexander, I mean, all four goals were top shelf. Alexander Arnold and, uh, and Salah in the first. Fabinho and Mane in the second. Um, Liverpool now with 100-plus goals in three straight years, so their high-scoring team, have won the title with seven games left to play, which is a record. Uh, this is their 19th top-flight title, despite people you know, mentioning a lot of the first Premier League, uh, which puts them now second to United, who have uh, 20, first in 30 years. Um, Klopp, the first German to win in the 131-year history of the uh, Premier League. So this game, you, you have said in the past you've dreaded Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace didn't show the same fear that they had that they have before. This game, I think, was total domination. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think this game showed how kind of complete and the final product of Liverpool is here. This is like the, the best team, in my opinion. And I, I'm going to say this on record, and I, I'm not. You could think I'm being biased when I say, but I'm not. This is the best team I've ever seen in my life, internationally and domestically. Well, Whatever. people, let us internationally. Too. Well, it's tough well, to compare. I mean, in my life, teams. I was born in 1995, and then your memory only starts working from when you're six yeah. years old. So it's it's tough to. Well, I mean, I, it's tough to compare national like country teams against club teams. But yeah, I mean, you could argue clubs are better because I mean, they yeah. train. But yeah, I'm just saying, uh, I've never seen a more complete team. I don't know if you can name one, but well, people, let us know what you think. Where can they where can they let us know if they agree with you or if they think there's a better team at the footy corner too. Okay, there you go guys. I, yeah, I don't know. It's tough to, it's a tough decision. I think it's always difficult to compare teams from years. Uh, but they would be up there probably with some of the Barcelona, right, that we've seen and then maybe Real Madrid 4 years ago. I don't know. I wouldn't put any Real Madrid team. I think the only closest team that comes to this is the Messi Neymar Suarez team. Right. That's the closest. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I mean, there's a, yeah. They, I don't even know if they won La Liga and the Champions League at the same time either, but I mean, yeah. that team was pretty nuts. Yeah, they so. showed, well, this team showed, uh, you know, after that game against Everton, they woke up, you know, they showed how they can have the same qualities as people have thought Man City is always having these past years. You know, people that weren't watching got to see, and, and all the goals were magnificent. I was going to ask you, which one is your favorite goal? I like the Trent one. Okay. But just because... I think Fabinho's is really cool, but we've seen that like two or three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Paris is well versed in that one, so yeah. that's why it's also kind of cool because 
before Trent was taking it, I think anyone that has like seen him play for long enough has kind of had a feeling like this is a good chance of going in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We both stood up, and I had a live bet on this game. Uh, speaking of live bets, and and you know, we kind of had you know, I got up and I'm like, I have a good feeling if he take. You asked me who I thought would take it. Yeah. And and I said it. Yeah, Trent should take this because, and he and he did and finished it. Um, you know, did you know that Palace had no touches in the Liverpool box? So they're taking social distancing to a whole nother level. Unless you count, I think there's one where Andros Townsend like dribbled through it, but I don't know if he touched the ball in the box. So they didn't have a, a lick. Um, there was a tweet uh, for somewhere in here. I'm trying to kind of combine tweets sometimes um, within what's going on. Uh, someone had tweeted to us, Fabinho from the parking lot when, when the goal went in. Um, I believe it was Steve, but I could be wrong. Yeah, his so. goal was nuts. Yeah, I don't know. It's I could be biased saying Trent, but Fabinho's goal was disgusting too. So. Yeah, no, it was great. I just uh, people made you know were making comments. It's really good, good top end stuff. Great game. Um, did you hear? I guess kind of a side bit from this that a couple of the teams are going to get bonuses now because of uh, Liverpool winning. Yeah, South- I know all the Arsenal fans on Twitter are like talking about it. Well, Southampton's going to get three million, I guess. Uh, pounds from Van Dijk, Mane, Lalana, Lovren, all these transfers. That's um, yeah, Arsenal are due a cut from Oxley Chamberlain, and apparently uh, Hull and Charlton are due bonuses uh, for Andrew Robertson and Joe Gomez. So just some different things to throw around, um, which, you know, any any fan would trade that for a, a title, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're saying, hey, you can give 5 million pounds is what I'm guessing the maximum of this is, and you win a title, I mean, aside from the transfer fees you paid, you absolutely take that all day, any day. Um, so there's there's that. Uh, and, oh, that was the other thing I wanted to ask. I pulled up something very interesting. Can you name Liverpool's first 11 in Klopp's first game? Yeah. I'm going to see how many players you can name from the squad. Okay. Or from the starting 11. Simo Mignolet in that. Yep, Mignolet was in that. Center back. Okay, so I think I watched this game too. Who was it against? Uh, I don't remember the opponent. Let me look into it right okay, now. Okay, the striker. I can't find the opponent. Okay. Striker was... Firmino was injured, so was Divac Origi. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think if Coutinho was in the lineup. Was Coutinho? No. Yeah, yeah he yeah, was. Coutinho, he was. Was, Coutinho was on the left wing. Okay. Um, Joe Allen? Joe Allen wasn't there, but there's some similar. Yeah, Lalana was on the right. So you have Lalana, Origi, and Coutinho were up. Like, they were the three up front. There were then three in the mid and then four in the back. And you have the goalie already. You said Coutinho, right? Yes. Coutinho was one of the mids? He was on the left wings. He was on the left wing, which was <laughs> wild. Um, and Divac at striker. Who was our right wing? Yeah, Lalana. You got that one. Okay. So you already got those three. Now it's just the three midfielders, like the center Three center mids. He went four three three to his credit. He's the same system he has now. Just weird place to put certain. Was people. Alberto Moreno? He was. He was the left back. Okay, I'm trying to think of the center back pairing. Was Sacco? Yep, Sacco was one of them. The other one was a Lovren. No, no. decent, long time standing guy. Okay, Skirtle. Yeah, Skirtle. And on the right, I don't know if you'd expect. Like you might have forgotten about him to be honest. Very brief stint ish. I don't. I, he might still be on the team. I don't know. Daniel Klein. Yeah. Is he still on the team? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got the back four. Klein, Skrittle, Sacco, Moreno. Now the three in the mid. Um, One of them is still on the side. You said no Joe Allen. 
Correct. One is on the site, still two are not anymore. Yeah, the whole team. Lucas Lieva. Yep, Lucas was playing the 10. He's playing okay. the attacking mid. So there are two defensive mids. Two defensive One of them is still on the I team. I don't think Henderson no, started, though. He wasn't in that game. Yeah, so correct. He didn't start. Him. So who else is on the fucking team today? He's he's played other positions than midfield before. He's played a little okay, left so it's back. James Milner. Yeah, James Milner. I forgot that one. And then this one, you've you're happy they got rid of him, like from what I've talked with you about. Who is it? Do you want me to just say it? Yeah. Emery Chan. So it was the other oh, one. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you had Mignolet in it, Klein, Skirtle, Sacco, Moreno, Chan, Milner, Lucas, Lalana, or Ian Coutinho. So yeah. interesting how the evolution has come under him. Uh, yeah, incredible times, I think. It was a, it was a nice day. And I think, for the most part, people were happy. You know, they, they congratulated and were happy. There are a few that are just weird and, and odd and bitter. So I know one of our groups archived, and it was very odd. I, I actually reached out to our admin and said, what's, like, why are we, what's the deal here? But uh, yeah. anyway. Uh, so with that said, do you have anything else to mention about that? Uh, no. All right. So they won the league. And now Man United. Let's move to that one. I think uh, last thing, I think this Liverpool team, uh, I don't know, the whole story through the four years, I think even if you if you like them or not, I think it has some, a, lot, a lot of good lessons to be learned from them. Well, and I think a lot On and of... off the... Like, just through life, I think. Through life? Through life. Give us a life lesson that well, you've it's just, from this team. It's unreal, because you listen to Klopp's interviews. Yeah. And, like, when he got appointed... He said we gotta change the doubters to believers. His whole motto was you don't have the you don't have the most money, you don't have the best roster as it is. Mm-hmm. But the only thing we can do, we'll never be able to spend as much money as some of these guys. But the only thing you can do is believe in yourself and see what happens. And they've literally won everything in the past year. In four years, he did that. And you could still look at net spend. They don't have the highest net spend. Um, a lot, like, some players still stuck around. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, it, that's life. You just got to believe in yourself. I, I agree. You that may they... not have the best hand, you know. Mm-hmm. It could be poker. You don't have the best hand. But you never know with the belief and the luck of the draw. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That's that Soccer-wise, they've, they've set up a very good model for teams. A lot of teams are discussing trying to follow that model and, and and eventually get to, you know, from being crap, not crap, but like under their standard, lower than their standard, right, four years ago to, uh, I mean, this gold standard that, how long do you think this will last? How many years can they run off I think dominating this, in today's this, culture? Here with this squad, one, two years, but then it, it all depends with their transfers that they make when these guys kind of, you know, mm-hmm. leave. Um. Yeah, I think. Oh, I know the front three staying for next year for sure. So, all right. Yeah, you never know. I think the only player that's has a chance of leaving is Genie Wijnaldum, and I okay. personally I think he's replaceable. But yeah. we'll see. Well, all right. So we'll see on that. We'll we'll talk a lot this summer in the you know the pod maybe of transfers. We don't know if there will be many going on uh, because of COVID stuff. But yeah, let's let's move on. United three, Sheffield nil. Tony Martial with a hat trick. Uh, he's the first French player to score three plus in a game since May of 2016 in the Premier League. Who do you think was the last French player to score a hat trick? Was in 2016. Um, 
Giroud. Yep, it was Olivier Giroud, and he's also the first United player with a hat trick since 2013. Unbelievable from a team like United. Who do you think that may have been? I mean, this would be a if you know who was on their team around then. Shouldn't for how many years? Since 2013, so it was 2013. Mm, not him. Van Persie. Yeah, it was Robin Van Persie. So Tony Martial putting on a masterclass. Sheffield United. They've looked really bad since the restart. We kind of talked about how that might be the case. Yeah. Was this more of a matter of United has really started to click, or is Sheffield really this bad? So first of all, I think it's a mix of both. But first of all, I think well, this was Anthony Martial's first career hat trick. Mm -hmm. So this is like United and Monaco, and that's pretty surprising. That is shocking. Um, considering even before he joined United, he was nuts. Mm -hmm. um, but so my gatherings on Sheffield United are that they're a team that really fed off the, the crowd. Okay. Yeah. And now that that's gone, um, you know, you, you, you mentioned a team that's like was in the League One not too long ago. So now when they're, now they're in the Premier League, it's sold out. And like it's buzzing, mm -hmm. you go from that every game now to absolutely nothing. And obviously, you're clearly the most you know you're the inferior team out of the two. Probably in eighteen to nineteen of the games that you know of the teams that they're playing, not games mm -hmm. teams. Um, the only team I could think maybe worse is Norwich. I don't know. Yeah, Norwich is bad. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what happened. I, I think literally what you're seeing with Sheffield is a team that fed off the energy of the crowd, and now that that's taken out, they are they are what they are. They, yeah, they have fallen big time. I believe that's the second 3-0 defeat. They're now minus one goal differential, and they're pretty much around where Arsenal is right now. Like consider, All things considered, that's a big fall in just three match days. United, man, uh, Martial had a hell of a game. Not only did he score those three goals, he could have had two assists that Rashford really – like jagged up, you know. I mean, Tony was just on. They look a lot more fluid. How much of that do you attribute to uh, perhaps a, a partnership in the midfield of Pogba and Bruno Fernandez? And should United continue this partnership? We've we've talked. And I know specifically myself that they could sell Pogba. I'm kind of changing my tune there on that. I mean, if they have those two, you think they could run quite a bit of good stuff? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I've never been on the sell Pogba train just because. I think someone with his age and his talent, you could always, you can always build a team around him. Mm -hmm. I feel like they've never really done that. They've always moved him around the midfield in spots where he's not comfortable. And I think a perfect example of a team that did that and never accommodated to the player is Arsenal with Mesut Ozil. I think he's a player that I know we mentioned maybe he's not quick enough, maybe he's not this, but then the more you think about it, you're like, well, maybe if they just put the players around him and suit his playing style, mm -hmm. you never know what could happen. Yeah. And I think Pogba is one of those guys, too. I think he could play – he's more versatile than Ozil. He is. Yeah, definitely. But like, 100%. I think if you get the best out of Pogba, it's insane. And they finally found someone that can work along with him. Mm -hmm. And they have a front three that's pretty good. No matter who they put up there, they mix and match pretty well. Um, yeah, I think – I think they should. I always said they should have kept Pogba, and I think they should keep him forever. Honestly, all right. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I think they already made the mistake of get letting him go for free and rebuying him for eighty-eight to ninety million. You don't want to do that again. So, I mean, I mean, they'd sell him for money, but I think, uh, yeah, you're you're committed, and I think that they'd have a lot to pick up, a lot of new players to replace him. Just a matter of him playing through injuries. It's just injury problems. Uh, but United needed that game. 
They're now, you know, the mix for Champions League is getting really tight. Uh, you know, United sit at 49 points. Currently in six because there was a match that happened this morning, um, which I, I think we'll kind of, we could toss into this episode a little, little in the next. Uh, but United sit at 49 points. Uh, they're in sixth as we, as t- at the time of this recording, six points behind Leicester, who's third. Um, so there's a lot. La- <laughs> I have something to bring up. Uh, United, obviously, are, in my opinion, in reality, are close to less closer to Leicester than Arsenal is to them because there's six points between each of those sides. Um, but there's a lad and a, and a message, a, a Facebook thing, that had put um, the, the table and he put it up to United and then put a big like mind the gap or, or social distancing and then put Arsenal after United. And I had a word with him about if you're going to do that, you should put social distancing between uh, Liverpool and City. You know, like that's a huge that that gap's or bigger Liverpool, than any or gap. Liverpool and United, right? Or City and United, or like United and even up to Leicester. If he's going to call social distancing six points, anyway. I don't, I don't get what his he was trying to accomplish with that though, because I, I don't think United and Arsenal are really rivals. I think the two rivals of United are top two in the league, right? Yeah, actually, exactly because of current date. Maybe so I like don't know he's what, living in the past, fifteen years ago, but not now. I don't. Yeah, I don't really know where he's going with that because he could have also. I don't know. Because the right gap now. is huge between Liverpool and the rest of the league. Then you think City and United have a huge gap between. So anyway, it's. I mean, I. I mean, the, luckily the United fans that I talk to and know about are very like knowledgeable and smart, mm-hmm. and they. Um, I think this team has a lot of potential and they're good. Mm-hmm. So I think if like United fans just need to be patient and not look like idiots for the meantime, just stay right. quiet, let your team develop. Yes, I think you have a manager that knows what he's doing. After trial and error of many years of managing, mm-hmm. I think you have a good young, a good mix of young squad and experienced guys that are not, you know, past their prime. They're in their prime, or maybe even a little bit below. I mean, I think we forget how young some of these guys are, like Martial. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because he was bought when he was like nineteen, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now he's like 25, 20, You know, whatever he is, he's young. I mean, these guys give him a. I said it like this: if they get Jane Sancho. I think the one team that can maybe knock Liverpool off their perch is Manchester United. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that's something to discuss in a, if they get him in a summer episode. Or, I mean, maybe people Chelsea argue Chelsea too. too so maybe we'll have to Chelsea, discuss. Yeah, but, but, uh, but speaking of this year, they, they're trying to get in the Champions League. Leicester City is a team that has been in third for a while, but I think has struggled since the break. You know, normally we wouldn't talk much about it, but a 0-0 draw with Brighton. Uh, Mape missed a penalty in the 14th minute. Shout out the miss. Um, Schmeichel has stopped his last two penalties after only stopping two in his previous 23. But my question to you, there isn't much to talk about in this game. The game was really boring. Is is Leicester in trouble? Because they currently sit at 55 points. They're six ahead of United, who's the sixth, who would be out of the quote-unquote Champions League. Let's say City gets banned or out of Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, they sit six points up. They've really struggled. I think they've only gotten one point, two points since the restart against some against Brighton, Watford, and Aston Villa. These are the three teams they've played, and they have only gotten... Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, Brighton and Watford. They've gotten two points from those two matches. And the remaining matches they have, hear this out, is uh, Everton, Palace, eh, Arsenal, Bournemouth, eh, Sheffield, Tottenham, Manchester United. So they have a decent run of matches. Are you worried for them? Um 
You see where they stand. It's a, I don't know. interesting. You said they play United still? They do play United. They play I Tottenham. Think, they play Arsenal. They play Everton. I think it's going to come down to that on whether they make Champions League. I think Wolves and Chelsea will pass them. That's just my opinion. Okay. Oh, I, so you think Wolves are going to... So you know, I don't know how you feel the same way. Fly but through. For me, if there are a bunch of games going on, I'm not going to watch Leicester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've watched too many of their games this year. So I, I can't say I've watched them too much. So, But just based on what I've the highlights that I've seen and... Um, the results, I think that United game is going to be the determining factor in whether they make Champions League or not. Because hot take, I think Wolves are going to do better than them in the, in the last stretch here. What do you think? Leicester in crisis, I think. Uh, Jamie Vardy's been quiet. Do you they think can't they make, score. Do you think they make Champions League? Uh, and when tough. I say that, I mean top five, by the way. Right. Uh, I think it's going to be between them and Wolves. Um I, you know, I have a bad feeling for Leicester. I think Leicester counted their chickens too soon. They're having some issues. Maybe another team that potentially fed off the crowd. Who knows? Them and Sheffield have been really bad out the gate. Although my goal this upcoming week, um, it's it, you know, is to maybe check out their match if it's if it's viable or viewable at, at whatever time it is. Question to learn the, more. Was the SPs last week? Uh, I think this past weekend. Yeah, Sunday. Okay. I didn't even know about it till like two days after. So. Yeah, I'm not sure about what, what went on there. Um, but Brian had some comments, actually. Brian said, I previously said I didn't think the top five would change, but he's looking at the remaining fixtures, and he's making a change to that. Um, second, City. He already, I mean, Liverpool won. Extremely easy schedule. Three, he thinks will be Chelsea. He thinks they'll move up to third. Manageable schedule. He thinks United will be fourth, and says their only tough game is Leicester, which he's right about that. He has Leicester at five. He thinks Leicester will... Uh, Peep it out over Wolves. Leicester has somewhat of a tough schedule. Wolves, a few easy games, but a few hard ones. He has Tottenham at 7, too steep a hill to climb, and then Arsenal at, at 8. Uh, more on Arsenal in the reverse fixtures against Norwich, Villa, and Watford, which are the remaining bottom five opponents. They only earned five points out of nine. And this will be the first time since 94-95 that Arsenal have not finished in the top six. Feet unmatched by any other uh, team. For more context, when this occurred, Arjen, you were one and a half months old. Blackburn won the title. Nottingham Forest finished third in the Premier League. Wimbledon still existed and finished ninth. And QPR finished higher than Chelsea and Arsenal. So, so wild stuff was happening in with 1995. Those stats. Yeah. Let me see the can I see the comment again? Okay. Um figured so I'm trying with to that stat that, that Brian gave about Arsenal. Yeah. Do you think that the Arsenal fan base is maybe being a little bit dramatic with how they've been finishing in the past couple years. Not not including this year. Well, this year's been bad. But, sure, you haven't won a title, right? Right. I mean, you have, actually. Never mind. You've won three, well, right? Well, FA Cups, yeah. No, league titles. Oh, won, yeah, we've won, won three, three yeah, in the past, correct, in so, the 2000s. In the 2000s, yeah, which is better than a lot of other teams. Correct. Do you think the Arsenal fan base has been a bit before this year? Because this year is different. Do you think they've been a bit self-loathing in a bit, and I, maybe taken for granted, like finishing in a, at least a European spot for so long? I'd say Champions. Because even you've even seen Manchester United not finish in that spot. You know, 
I would say Champions League spot because Manchester United has always at least gotten to the Europa lately, haven't they? Did they miss I out think, on Europa I recently? I think under David Moyes, they didn't make it. They once. didn't make it once. So, um, yeah, I mean, if things get better, it's, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, this this season, the last three seasons have been rough. I think a lot of their loathing or upsetness comes from blowing early season leads. You know, like they're the type of team that always gets out in front in like August and not now, but like five, six years ago. And then they blow it, you know, and, and, and you know that that's not always the best feeling when you, when you blow it. I think they just need to suck from the beginning. So that's why this type of year, it's just been like, eh, whatever. We just, you just laugh at it now. So now in hindsight, do you think Wenger was the problem or do you think he was somewhat keeping everything kind of together for what it could be. So oh, I, I I think he was uh, looking back like I'm talking about the last couple of years, like the Wenger out years. Uh the Wenger out years, yeah, it got a little difficult. I think I don't think he's ever been given the right structure to succeed um under Kroenke. So, are you talking about like money? Yeah, yeah, I think money-wise and then they were paying off the stadium for so long. So it was a miracle he kept them in the top 4 for so long. And I think a lot of fans are gaining this respect for him that they yeah, maybe didn't have towards the end of his career. Uh, you know, he should have had a little more respect then, you know, uh, but cuz things got really bad with uh with Unai Emery. So uh but yeah, I mean, I guess we could jump do we can jump into that game. I'm going to have him. Yeah. I just have a couple, I just have questions with that because it's like so if you, if Arsene Wenger today took over Chelsea, I'm going to say Chelsea. That would be devastating. No, 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 but I'm saying like a team like Chelsea, right? Okay. So a team that isn't necessarily you look at like right now isn't a title winning team. He has a decent money to spend. Do you think he what do you think you give him 5 years? He might be dead in five years. No, I'm kidding. Uh, do you think – what trophies do you think he can win? So you give him the Chelsea roster right now and Abramovich is – what Abramovich – because I don't think what Abramovich gives Lampard is Man City money or right. PSG money. Okay. But it's it's more than enough money. Yeah. I think it's on par maybe a little bit below Manchester United money. Mm-hmm. So what do you think he does with that squad and that money? Well, he get he definitely in wins five years. FA Cup. Because that's his like he's really good at that. He's a big reason Arsenal have won the most FA Cups in, you know, in its existence. He'll win them an FA Cup, uh, and I think he'll give them Champions League every year. Will he win a league? You said five years. I think he'll compete. I'm not sure if he'll win. I don't think that's possible. Going up the against a the money in Manchester City and b the managing structure that like Liverpool and and the the player structure they have with with Klopp and, and they're you know I think he's a better manager right now so I don't think he'll win the league but I think he might have a year or two where he's like in second third Champions always gets league? top four yeah I think he'll always get top four well where in Champions League do you think you're good ah uh <laughs> he couldn't get past the, the last 16 for a while it. he's gonna make it but uh I think he get to the quarters or semis yeah he could I'll say semis with that with this Chelsea team and if you, you he gets what he'd want spending wise yeah think he can he's a good manager let's face it right but you don't think he's he can't get over the top at this current age in time no i mean i think maybe if you go rewind 15 years ago maybe he was revolutionary then i think a few people have caught up to him you know i think the game's caught up and i think right now you know the hot managers are are you know klopp and pep and these guys he has time to get there klopp took how many years a lot yeah 
So they got to be patient. People with Frank Lampard, Arsenal with Mikel Arteta, these two teams, if they dismiss their manager within the next year, are done or two years. They need to give time. You know, you need to give time for the person to implement the system, implement the players. And I think, you know, Chelsea are seeing quick results, right? They, you know, and give it a little more time. Next year might be interesting. I still think it's too early for them, but see how they progress. See how they go on. If Mikel Arteta, let's say he doesn't work, would you hire John Terry? Oh, God. It depends how he does. Well, I mean, I'm sure he'll get another shot before the time comes. I don't think Mikel Arteta would get fired within a year or two. I think I think Arsenal are going to give him as much time as he needs. Like they have to next year be worse than this year for him to be fired. I think. Speaking of of that, they did finally win a game. Southampton zero, Arsenal two. Uh, Eddie and Ketia and Joe Willock with the goals. Uh, Willock scoring <laughs> after Stevens picked up a red. Uh, Inkedia has six goals in only 11 starts. That's four with Arsenal and two with Leeds. We'll look with his first Premier League goal, even if we've seen him bang in some other goals. Um, Southampton, nine home losses, which is the most in the Premier League. Um, so they've been a really bad home team. Arsenal finally winning. I won some money off this match. Um, did you catch Did you catch any of this match at all? Or? Um, I saw one of the goals. Um, I think it was the goalkeeping error. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say McCarthy had a howler. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the Nketiah goal, right? Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was wild. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see the other goal though. I didn't see how that was. Yeah, the other one was just a free kick from Lacazette. Got blocked by the wall. He followed. Oh, up, I saw. I saw. Yeah. Hit the again the goalie. It was a tough shot, but the goal. I thought the goalie could have done better in a few times. Again though, there were a few instances where Southampton got lucky, where Arsenal hit the bar a couple times. So, so I have a question though. Yeah. Um, so poet's corner. Mm-hmm. which is a guy I've been following for years and years and years. You know about him. Yeah. He said it's official. You can classify Lacazette as a flop. Would you agree with that? Um, I haven't. I wouldn't mind selling him because of what they have. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's Premier League quality. Like, he'll have his moments. You've seen him probably. But he's not Premier League quality right now, and I think that's right. And I think that you don't lose anything when you play Eddie and Ketia over Alexander Lacazette. And I think that says a lot when you're talking about a kid that's uh, or Martinelli, right? Yeah, or even Martinelli, right? That you're talking about a kid versus someone that, especially when you don't have money, you can get some sell-on value. Sell him. I mean, you got to try to sell him. And I think another thing you're going to be shocked at me at saying, and I think it's because it's under uh, Arteta. Granite Shaka is back, mate. I, I think uh, he's on my good side again. He, you know, what's different with uh, the maybe the position he's played? Is there anything that's changed? Yeah, it's a good question. So, so with him, he's still as slow as he always has been. But I think the way that they work now is they protect. Like you know, how some player like you said need people around them to succeed. Yeah. And for him, it's Bukayo Saka who's been the key. You know, when he plays on his same side, Shaka can cover. Shaka's told, all right, you don't. Go up and attack. You cover for Saka, and if you're going to go up, he covers for you, and yeah. he has enough speed to cover for Saka if he messes up. So the team's a little unbalanced in that direction, but he's been the key in their games. When he got injured against City, they looked bad the next two games. That midfield, terrible. And I think right now he's one of the better linchpins in that midfield. If there's a midfield three with him, Saka, and anyone else, you know they look a lot better. So credit to Saka. Um, a little credit to Mustafi. Um, he's the least worst-looking center back in our terrible group of center backs, and holding is looking pretty decent again. So, you know, this team, 
that's the key. With Arteta, you got a few players playing well, playing better. Uh, Southampton, I don't think, has anything else to play for this season, so I kind of feel bad for their fan base. So, Yeah. Um, right. By the way, if they hear the noises of, like, the dying dog, yeah. I don't know what that... Uh, There's something going on outside, and I have no idea what it is. Yeah, it's... it's your t- I mean, I, you know what? Like, so it's been going on for a couple months, uh-huh. and when at the beginning I was, okay, you know what? It's a puppy, it's a dog, it's a new place. It's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, surely, right? After a couple months, it gets the drill, right? You'd think so. You'd think it would stop. So, um, so that's that. Uh, no, but the going back at Chaka, so now looking back at it, I do feel bad for him because I think he's someone where I think the talent is there. I think mm-hmm. he's good. But, for example, you get, like, I put myself in his position sometimes. At any, like, level of soccer that you play, you have good and bad games. And I think it's a lot of it is, like, you think of where you play and, like, who's next to you. For example... When I play with, like, Zay, for example, um, which is, like, a good friend of mine growing up, I feel... All right, plan. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is bananas. Yeah. Um, I wonder if this caught... Did, I wonder if it caught. Do you, I mean, think, do you I, think the microphone caught it? And for the people and for the people listening, these are the people that have called in a noise complaint on me. Yeah. So let that sink in. This. I was going to say, I think that barking was louder than you speaking just a second ago. Yeah. So, um... Right, go ahead and talk about it. It's fine. Talk over this. Um, talk over it. Okay, sorry. Um, but, like, so, you, I play with Zay. I'm super comfortable. Like, it's that thing where it's, like, you make a minor mistake, and you both look at each other, like, okay, it's cool. Like, we're still going to trust each other. Like, whether he makes one or I make one, and it's kind of like, you're on the same wavelength. Then sometimes, um... Sometimes when you're maybe with random people or like, for example, what I've noticed is when I'm on the right wing, I'm a lot more comfortable than when I'm on the left wing, if that makes sense. Whether it's someone crossing in a ball to me across the box to finish it or not, like I'm just more comfortable when I'm on the left side, I feel like, I feel like I'm naked mm-hmm. sometimes, you know? Um, I feel like maybe that is what happened to Chaka and over accumulation of time, it's like, and then when you start having like the Twitter memes and stuff about you. That's yeah. going to get to you, especially at his age. You're naive to think that he's not on social media. Right. So it's like you're probably with people in a system that you're not comfortable with. And on top of that, you have how many people are at the Emirates? Yeah. You know, looking at you and like, oh, shit, it's this guy. You're like, you just feel lost. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why. Remember when he lost his shit that one well, yeah. game? Mentally, it was difficult. The crowd, well, the crowd cheered when he got subbed. Exactly. So. You could only, and <laughs> you can't blame him for that reaction it, when you think about how much he probably went through. Mm-hmm. So it's tough right, in that aspect. With yeah, Shaka and, Chaka and, and I, a lot of other players. And I think he'll be a great ball mover if they protect him with. And the other key to his thing about how bad the defense has been behind him, like the defenders, the clown car of defenders around him, and also I think if you put someone next to him. You know, that they might be looking at someone like a Thomas Party or, or you know, Saka with speed. It's Thomas Party, the athletic okay, guy? Yeah, he's worked okay with Ganduzi at times. I mean, I just think you could see a lot of times you don't know what you're missing with a player until they're not in the lineup. And then the, the midfield literally was nothing the last two games until, you know, this game, I guess, yeah, granted Southampton's not great, but they're not, what are they worse than Brighton? Like, you know, so anyway, oh. uh, that said... Um, one one more game to kind of get talk about Tottenham two West Ham nothing Tottenham keeping any glimmer of Champions League European soccer hopes alive. 
Uh, they beat West Ham, like I said, yeah, 2 nothing. Suchek with an own goal, and then Kane put the exclamation point on there. Uh, Suchek's own goal was a bit of a comedy. He, he looked like he had just lost his dog. Uh, that's the third own goal, which is the most in the Premier League for West Ham. Only Brighton have benefited more than Spurs on own goals. 4-3. to three. Uh, West Ham, seven straightaway losses, uh, which is the first time since Alan Pardew managed them in December of 2006. Arjen, is there any hope for Tottenham first? We'll start with them to make any European soccer. I don't think so. Um, no. I'm just going to be honest, no. Yeah. Um, so, I'm hopping off this Tottenham train where it's kind of like the, they don't have much money, you know, feel bad for them type deal. Um, their fans are just kind of annoying. I've had enough of Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, it helps that Jose's their manager. No, I like Jose a lot. No, no, no. As contrary to maybe what a lot of people think, I think he's one of the best managers in the world. Like, I think right now he's like unreal as a manager. But, dude, he, he's working with a bunch of goons mm-hmm. and an organization that doesn't want to fund him. Like, he went to the worst team he possibly could have, which is why I will never understand why he went to Tottenham Hotspur because – that is the one spot in his career, I think, the one stop that people will be like, oh, he didn't win anything there. He didn't do good there. It's to be like, well, I don't know why he took that job. Yeah. This is a bit of an odd one, Tottenham, especially the owner. Tottenham does not set up any player or manager for success. All right. Yeah, no, I I, I agree that they they were really good under Pochettino. And Maybe then, I'm just being really blunt. They like melted him. But it's just like that's what Tottenham is. Like I think if you're a player and you're looking to transfer into the Premier League, Tottenham is the last club you want to join. Why would you join Tottenham? Right. And I, I think that their performance here gave no indication that they're ready to make any leap this year. Um, in the future, I mean, they had Ali, they had Kane, they had Son, they had Bergwijn, they had all the players there. And I think this makes Pochettino's uh, accomplishments even that much be- like better. And it's surprising that he still doesn't have a team. I think he's still waiting for the best situation. I think he's waiting for like a super club like uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern, one of those guys to open up. Because Jesus, what that man had to go through. I, like any, like you just think. Like, but what I'm saying is, you're not even the biggest club in your region of your city. Like Tottenham is doing has been doing better than Arsenal this past couple of years. But Ars people still remember Arsenal because of the fan reactions, for example, because their mm-hmm. fans are more outspoken. Their like fans are a bit crazy. You're still overshadowed, though. Like, you right. don't win trophies. They haven't won a trophy since, like, literally I was one years old. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what's what what's appealing about Tottenham? For example, what's the difference between Tottenham and Everton? There's absolutely nothing. But why is Tottenham toted as a better club than Everton? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Not much Do you have yet. an opinion on this? No. I mean, I, I mean, just speaking in general, they haven't won any... So in that Premier League title winning chart thing, they have zero. What makes them a big club? They they they're not a, those big six. They're the only one that hasn't won a Premier League title. They're the only team that hasn't won a trophy this decade. Yeah, it doesn't even so, have to be a Premier League title because um, Liverpool had won one. But I'm saying right. like, yeah, I mean they had won Champions League. They had I mean, won like a League Cup, an FA Cup. But what what has Tottenham done? I think Pochettino raised them to a level. Uh, and, you know, I guess the next few years we'll have to see. If they lose Kane, I think they're in, in big trouble. And I think that's conversation for, for the summer to see what, what occurs there with them. But this year, as it stands, speaking this season, I don't think I've seen anything from them that says 
they're going to jump into the Champions League picture. Currently seven points out. To make that up in seven games, I don't see that I think in 20 years when we're older, I think Tottenham will be a middle of the Premier League side. I as the game progresses, well, that's what they are I, don't, now. I don't. Th- I don't think they'll progress. <laughs> Arsenal and Tottenham are in the middle, pretty much. I, no, but I'm saying like I think Tottenham will be a side that's like tenth or eleventh. Okay. I don't think they're gonna develop because their owner's not good. Um, I don't know. There's something with that team that's just not there. Yeah, and it never has been. And I think people have always thought maybe it has potential to be, but no, I, I've given up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. I guess West Ham. Uh, sitting just above the relegation zone, just only on goal shout difference. Out Phil. Just only on goal difference out of Bournemouth. Shout out Phil Bridges. Yeah, shout out Phil. They they had a happy result, I guess, this morning. You know, with Villa losing, but West Ham, there wasn't much good from them in this game. There wasn't much promise. Uh, you're hoping to see more. Do you think they're going to hang on? They're they're like I said, only up on goal difference on Bournemouth. Did you see anything here that said West Ham are staying up? I did not. No. Um, as far as sides like West Ham and Villa, you look at them and you maybe like personally, I get blinded by how big of a club those two teams are, but then Mm -hmm. you kind of forget, or maybe some of the individual talent they have too, but you kind of forget that like they are pretty fucking bad. Yeah. I mean, West Ham with a last day, six pointer against Aston Villa, that might determine who stays up. And that sucks because I don't want to see any of those teams go down. So yeah, very. And Villa, I think, now has 32 games played as opposed to most of 31. Yep. So I think they're even more trouble. And very big trouble now after this morning's result. But, um, yeah, it's shocking. I don't know what to think about West Ham. What do you, what yeah. do you think? Uh, the, do you think? <laughs> I didn't see anything from them in that game that convinced me they were going to work their way out. They didn't really attack. Well, granted, yes, they're playing Tottenham. There just wasn't enough there. And they're going to have to get through this Chelsea game next. And after that, they really have to figure it out and go on a run because they play a lot of teams that are outside of this top six that we discussed. So we'll see. I think we'll really learn of West Ham's chances in two, three weeks. I guess in two weeks because the action comes real fast. So um, we'll see, I guess. In other results, Wolves won, Bournemouth nothing, Raul with the goal. Newcastle won, Villa won, Gale and El Mahamedy uh, canceling each other out. El Mahamedy's alive, by the way. Yeah, late, I thought he retired. Late goal. That was late. That really helped yeah. Villa at that point. Uh, Norwich 0, Everton 1. Michael Keane, despite everyone thinking Moisa Keane had scored, uh, is the goal scorer. <laughs> Burnley 1, Watford 0. Jay Rodriguez is back. Um, anything from these four matches that uh, pop out to you, aside from Wolves? Man, a little discussion about Wolves, I guess, huh? Yeah. Um, Wolves. Traore to Raul for a tenth time this season, which is the most, which is the the you know the highest occurring connection in the Premier League. Do you can you name the other ones? I actually found the uh, the top, I think four or five mm-hmm. or whatever. Can you name the other connections? Jimenez and Traore have ten. The next best have six of of a duo, two people combining. Firmino, Firmino and Salah. Yeah, they they have five. Okay. They're in third. Or they're tied in third. Is there not a Liverpool connection? No. Okay. Okay. Um, the other ones? Yes. There's one with six, one with five. Shoot. Um, the one with five you wouldn't expect. Like, it's not a good team. Is Cantwell to someone? Yeah. Team? Cantwell the Pookie? Cantwell the Pookie is also five. The same Cantwell, as someone from Cantwell's you know. bananas. He's yeah. really good. Yep. So that they both have five. Here's my worry, though. I think Pookie was made 
I think he looks good because of Cantwell. Is that a hot take? No, it's fine. Pookie has no goals in 2020, mate. Pookie's dead. That's 28 shots. He hasn't scored since December against Leicester. Oh, bananas. It's shocking that he scored against Leicester, too. So, who did you know who the combo is that has six, or do you want me to just no, say? It's, a, it's a Aguero and De Bruyne. So, they have six. Oh. So, it was, these guys have ten. Four more than any other. Well, Leroy Sané announced that he's leaving. He's not signing the contract. So that's. Did mm-hmm. we already announce that? No, I don't. I'm not it's sure. Over. If we did. Leroy yeah. Sané is not Sané out. He's played his last game as a city okay. citizen. I guess you could say. That's Good for true. him for moving on to a real club, though. He deserves it. Anything else from these matches, though? These four that stand out? Or no. No. I'm curious to know what your what what what's your opinion on on Jay Rodriguez's hair and style? Terrible. I kind of like it. It's mate, he has a ponytail, like a. Sorry, what is it? A bun, man bun thing? I thought Jay Rodriguez was a lot more clean in the I past. think it's a shame that, for example, you and me have jeans that we can grow our hair pretty quick and long, and, and we haven't done that. Well, I mean, yeah, you still can. I might, if I experiment and I have to go teach, I'm going to look like a wild banshee. You never know, mate. And then, what's your opinion on Jack Grealish's hair? Um, he does interesting have things. You, did you see it this morning? No. I, okay. I mean, it's normal now. Oh, okay. Really? What do you mean it's normal? What is define normal? Shaved on the sides and the slick. Oh, back. so like his normal look? Oh, I mean that's fine. It's what I mean. That's his style. It's distinguishing for him. So, so be it for him. Uh, our 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 friend friend of the pot. I wanted to mention Morgan Schneiderlin. Yeah. Of uh, Everton has left for Nice. <laughs> So he's out. Morgan, Morgan Schneiderlin, the Premier League nonce, former United. Have you been in Nice? I have not. No. Oh, okay. Buy it, but not in it. I know you've traveled in France. Been, been buy it, but not in it. Uh, Pedro is gone. I is was, it a place you'd, you'd want to move from Merseyside to? I mean, it I'll tell you. bad. Nice is not bad. I think no, you nice and me, nice. I think when we went to Liverpool, nice nice. we saw the nice part of Liverpool. Uh-huh. <laughs> the other side of Liverpool is very what you think it is. Yeah. So would you? <laughs> I think Nice is... I think Nice is good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice is better than Everton. Yeah. So, Nice is nice. Get it? Anyway, um, Pedro, also, I forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, Pedro de Roma, done. Uh, he's oh. going to finish the season out, as is William. William also going elsewhere. There are a lot of rumors uh, between some of the other London clubs. So, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen with William. He played a big role, he scored that decisive penalty. Uh, but that said, you know, we'll see what happens. A few mini transfers. Okay, anything else about any of these games or anything before we go to predictions? Um, hmm. Would you take William at Arsenal, given his age and whatnot? Yeah. And the only reason I say that is because free? I think they need, yeah, he's free. And you know, his wages are going to be high. But I think that some of those young wingers can use an experienced guy so he might not play every match. I don't expect him. But I think they need a guy. There's no winger on that team right now that can give him little hints or subtleties about the Premier League. There's no winger on that team that's been in the Premier League for more than two seasons. And yeah. I think Willian can help on more than just playing. Maybe because he's someone that – was he? I don't even know if he was part of the Champions League winning team. No, that was too long ago. Was, well, he, he's been there since 13-14. So, no, it wasn't quite then, but he's been there for a long time at Chelsea. 13-14? So, I think they won in 12. Right, thirteen fourteen was Dortmund Bayern Munich, I think. Yeah, so he's but but he's been there long enough that he knows the Premier League, and I think he can help, especially with his fellow countryman Martinelli. He'd be good. Yeah, so I think he's someone that's been in the league and won every domestic mm-hmm. 
cup, yeah. I think, and been surrounded by leaders. And um, I think he's someone that could be a great addition to. And I, his style of play is that t- type of play where he could play for a very, very long time mm-hmm. as long as he stays healthy. I think he's not as skilled or as whatever as many people taught him about, but he's kind of like a Santi Cazorla. Yeah, he's not bad. He's, he, he can help. By the way, so. Santi Cazorla retired, I think, this year. Yeah, I think so. Sad stuff, but a uh, good play. Well, he, wait, he retired? Yeah. Uh, maybe? Recently? Yeah, was I it recent? Recently, yeah. I think he was like oh. chilling in some team in Spain. Yeah, he was. He was playing for a team in Spain. He's actually playing pretty well. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh it's just more of a, a like, yeah. if he kind of showed up, <laughs> deal. I think he was just tail end of his career. Yeah. yeah Villarreal, actually, yeah, this is his last season. Yeah, he's still he playing. Okay. Yeah. So, because they've actually mentioned bringing him back as a manager. What a guy. I think, uh, it's, I think it's sad that um, the world couldn't see his, um, his peak yeah. for longer. Right. I agree. Yeah, the injuries really hurt and the graphs that didn't work. But anyway... Um, Shall we move on to our, our He's scores? He's also voted by the Arsenal players as the guy they think would grow up to be very obese. I think I saw. <laughs> yeah. Like they asked the players today and they said he's been gone for quite some time, but we think Santi Cazorla. I mean, I could see that. Someone said they'd see him in a hot tub smoking a cigar with a very big beer belly. That's what they... <laughs> I could see it. I could see it, yeah. You have his jersey too, so... Yeah, he's he's my guy. Still he's my favorite player. First Arsenal jersey with the name on the back? Still, Yeah, still my favorite player to this day that played for Arsenal in the time that I've watched. So, I've watched no Premier League titles. Think about it, though. When you were getting your jersey, I think you were thinking about him, Wilshere, and Walcott. Yeah. Yeah, but I, but everyone had the Wilshere and Walcott jerseys, and I was like, you know, I'm one of the... I mean, a lot of people like Cazorla, but I really liked him, and so yeah. he had some good moments, and I was like, I'm just going to get him. So you know, out of all the jerseys you've had, the name on the back, it's just him and Otsu, right? I've had Alexis as well, Sanchez. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Cazorla, Ozil, Sanchez. Yeah. The Otsu one though, being a bit of a dud jersey in it. Yeah, what do you mean in terms China. of like? Yeah, it was a yeah, it was one that's kind of. If I wore it now, my my tit would fly out. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, it's small for me too. Yeah, but I'm like five inches shorter than you, so. Right, right. You wore it. Actually, two, when we went to the two, game a bunch of years ago. I think two or ago. three inches shorter than you. You wore it when we went to the game many years ago, but even then it was still like a, yeah. Did I wear the Otso jersey? Yeah. I did, yeah. And I wore the Cazorla. So it was before I had well, a no, Otso that fit me well because I was like very skinny back then. Yeah. Well, shall we go to the, running. Shall yeah. we go to the week 31 scores? Yeah. It was a good week. I got good news. It was a good week. I led the way with 21 points. Also, you know? I want to hear all this thing. I want to hear like people tweet about like, like, for example, Brian, what we said about Chelsea yeah. and all that stuff. I'm curious. There are a lot of side Steve's talks. Steve's take on the title. A lot the of side talks. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really expressed 100% like how awesome this title is because the more I, it sinks in, I, like, I don't know if it means – like, it means more than the Champions League, but I don't know. I don't know. I just wish it was in under normal circumstances. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get a, a Liverpool fan guest on soon, and we'll all discuss uh, okay. what happened there. That yeah. But yeah, please, everyone, tweet at us some of the things we mentioned. I think we went into a long talk about Tottenham, uh, Wenger, how he would do now. Let us know what you think about Chelsea. Yeah, and and then the title. So well, there are a few title tweets we'll get to, uh, but let's get to the week 31 scores. I had 21, and then you had 18. So if you listen to our show, you had a good idea what was going to happen this past week. Um, 
Then Brian and Nikhil each had 15, and Steve had 12. So that brings us to Arane leads with 14.75. I don't know if he's going to get caught. He has a Liverpool-sized lead on everyone else. Nikhil's in second. Dude, Sean and, White Sean White looks like Sergio Ramos. Oh, my. Well, Nikhil's in second at 13.83. Steve, 13.59. I'm coming for you. I'm in fourth at 13.54, just .05 behind you. And the caboose, 13.13. He is climbing. So big weeks. One game has happened this morning. We'll just mention, I think, next podcast, but I already got it wrong. I had Aston Villa won. Wolves won. I thought Villa could pull one out, and I had Yota scoring. That's zero points. I wanted to wait until lineups came out for that game, okay. which is why I knew I'd be awake. Yeah. Um, which is why I tweeted like a couple minutes before the game. Yep. Uh, 6.27. Kickoff was at 6.30, so we counted it. Yeah. You had Raul, 2-1 Wolves. Yeah. And I so mean, you got two points. Yeah. Okay, so for next week, you're already on the board. All right. Raul almost scored in the opening minutes, too, which is wild, man. Yeah. So shall we go to the other predictions? Mm-hmm. You have your you have your predictions out? Yeah. All right. Watford and Southampton will play tomorrow. Uh, so I'm guessing a lot of people will listen to this either then or today. Uh, well, I, it depends on Spotify because last time yeah, I didn't I re-uploaded this episode 90 billion times because it was on, on every platform. Spotify didn't want to put our episode out for some reason. Yeah. Well, there was I, the texting panic between you and me. Yeah. Oh, well, it got, it went up in the morning, I guess. Because so. you were like, did you try re-uploading? I'm like, man, I, I don't even know what's going on. I don't know why. Maybe I have to call Spotify. I don't yeah. get it. It went up in the morning. So they took a while. We've had episodes saying episode. fuck Chavan and all these things, and this is the episode they don't want to put up. Probably took a while because of the, yeah, the length. Um, Watford 0, Southampton 2 is what I have. I have Ings. Okay, I have 1-1 one, one Ings. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace and Burnley. I have Palace 1, Burnley nil. Jordan AU for Palace. Uh, I have 1-1 one, one in Zaha. All right, Brighton and Man United, I got uh, Siegel 0, United 2, Martial keeping it going. Same thing, but Rashford. All right, Bournemouth and Newcastle. I got Bournemouth 1, Newcastle 2, and I have Joe Clinton. He's back. Wow. I have Bournemouth 0, Newcastle 1, and uh, Almiron. All right, Everton, Leicester. I got a I got a surprising result considering the odds. I think Everton's going to win this. I have 2 nothing Everton, Richarlison. This is when I'd be confident in going to the horseshoe betting or betting, however. Uh, Everton won, Leicester won, Vardy. Okay. Uh, Arsenal, Norwich, maybe I'm just too confident, and this is going to bring me back down. I got Arsenal 3, Norwich nil, and I think Aubameyang will get at least one, finally. I picked Nketiah last week, and it worked, just a heads up. Okay. I got 1-1, one, one, Aubameyang. Okay. 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, West Ham, Chelsea. West Ham, I've, now this is my shock result of the week. I have West Ham 1, Chelsea 1, Giroud. I have West Ham 0, Chelsea 2, Mason Mount. All right. Sheffield uh, hosting Tottenham. I got well, you, you, Giroud has to start, though. Yeah. Well, I think I feel like West Ham's a team that Giroud will, like, they'll swing it in and they'll score. I also feel like West Ham will get a cheap Who goal. Who started for them last game? Uh, I believe Giroud did, yeah. Okay. So you don't think they, they'd give Abraham a shot? Maybe, the, maybe in their FA Cup game because they have an FA Cup game in between. Oh. That's the other reason I picked West Ham to draw because Chelsea has a game tomorrow, I think, against Yeah, Leicester. I totally forgot about the um, – I was just watching it before yeah. I got here. I, didn't, yeah. I totally forgot United-Norwich. I don't know. Were you watching that game? Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a, a very disappointing goal to end that game. I was, I was watching it so I can – I was about to live bet every time, but I just held off. I've only bet twice in, in legally – and I've won both. See, no, the way I approach betting, or I'm going to, once I sign up for this this account and stuff, um, is definitely more cautious. But yeah. Yeah. And I have, I've only bet on two games. The, the, the three-team parlay, which was wild, that hit. 
and then Arsenal. Um, Sheffield Tottenham. It's at Sheffield. I think Sheffield's going to struggle again still. I got Sheffield 0, Tottenham 2, Kane. I have 0-0. I can see that. I actually almost did that too. City and Liverpool, I just don't think the game's going to mean anything. or I don't yeah. think the teams are going to care. So I got 1-1 one, one, and I have Mane. Score. I was going to go 1-1, one, one, but it is what it is. I go 1-2. It's a lot. Liverpool 2. I was very tempted for a second to select like a, a player that doesn't play much because I feel like they're just going to give – Maybe rest to some people, but who knows? I it's also know. going to be interesting because the guard of honor is going to be given to Liverpool by Manchester City that game at that time. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, we'll see what they end up doing. Did you hear the A lot segment? of awkward guard of honors the past couple of years, I've noticed. Did you see the segment that Klopp didn't know that a guard of honor would happen? No. Yeah. He actually wasn't aware of it. There's a clip where some guy explained to him, now City are going to have to do the guard of honor. And what is that? <laughs> so you got to get it explained. If you get a chance... Check it out. It's a. Uh, it's pretty. What's well, his good thing that I don't know? But like, here's the. You know what? The, that whole the whole celebration. I don't know. Was he? He might have been drunk because the whole Liverpool team has been on a bender. Yeah, I for mean, quite some time. There was some good reaction. We actually have it in our tweets. Nikhil, I think, sent out the team reaction the second it happened. Yeah, and then there's some dancing of your. So talk. I because after the game, I watched BT Sport. Um, yeah. I streamed it. I watched the Premier League and like. There's no way Andy Robertson was sober. There's oh, no, no way anyone no, no. was. <laughs> Trent, Trent couldn't even get his words together, and yeah, then Alexander Arnold came up behind him and started Jur- saying shit. They, Jurgen Klopp was was dr- emotional drunk. Yeah, he had to. He actually like left the set of one of the stations because he was like crying. Um, I I did not expect that from Klopp. I didn't like. Don't get me wrong; it meant a lot, but I thought like you know with games in hand, like I didn't think. But like my point being is. I can see them losing this game because they've just been on a bender, mm-hmm. a mini one, if yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't imagine when the season ends and what happens. They're gonna I, just get... And that's the thing. I could see them resting players. I don't think they care about this game yeah. very much. It doesn't mean anything. And I don't think it means much to the City players either now. I think this is the type of game you see Phil Foden play. Well, there is. <laughs> true, but there's also that thing. That, well, you never know. Liverpool could be... Um, they put Harvey Elliott in. Is that his name? Yeah, but here's the thing. And I know Williams. I know it doesn't really matter, matter. But hey, if they want to push for that record, the points record, it's there. There you so. go. So those that want to watch FA Cup, United and, and, and Norwich played today. Uh, we got a few games tomorrow in the morning. Arsenal play Sheffield, uh, Leicester and Chelsea, and City play Newcastle. So those are the other quarterfinal games. Another thing, though. I think the reason why I think Liverpool is going to try and put starting because that's just not the identity of this team. I feel like they're always full throttle and like, you know, I, I feel like Jurgen Klopp feels like he has to entertain the fans. Like that's his job as the Liverpool manager. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, the fans on TV, fans on TV. Right. Yeah. yeah. Liverpool supporters. I don't know. Okay. So I think he's going to really go for it. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there. Um, shall we get to comments and shout outs finally? Yeah. So we have uh, Steve with the first one. This was when that Burnley City match was happening. He said, here comes Jeff, spelled G-E-O-F-F. That's how he makes fun of, I guess, Jeff writing Jeff's name like that. Because we know another Jeff. We do. I think, no, Jeff Paris knows him personally, too. I don't think they actually get along. A Geoff? Goff. Who? Remember the Goff in the Premier League? Well, you know his name's Jeff Goff. You and, you and Eric call him Goff. Yeah. I thought That's you called him that, well, too. Well, no. That, but Steve doesn't know that guy. 
It's because that's oh, Jeffrey the draft. But that's from, what. But no. But I'm saying that's why. Right. Um, well, Jeff Paris like actually gets. That's the one thing that triggers I think Jeff. a lot of other Jeffs also don't like being called G, the Geoff spelling. That's uh-huh. also the way they spell Jeff the draft from Toys R Us. So I think that's the oh, factor. Okay. Here comes Geoffs. Foden is the greatest of all time because he scored a goal against weak ass Burnley tweet. And just like clockwork, it did come in where uh, Jeff Paris had retweeted a Phil Foden has more open play goals in one game than Bruna and Pogba combined the whole season. Because they've scored, I guess, on penalties. So any thoughts on on that? Uh, He continued to say that he thought that uh, future captain in terms of Foden after his performance. Uh, Foden didn't play at all against Chelsea. I don't know what happened. Was he injured? Probably just he played the last two games, so okay. before that he wasn't. But he wasn't even in the squad, so I don't know. You tell me if a future captain sits with big game, biggest game of the year out, Jeff. Uh, no, sorry, I'm just going off that. So a lot of people I didn't put on the Mount Rushmore of pump up songs. It's safe to say I think the Mount Rushmores that we put up are are going to be good. Are going to be fun. Yeah, um, and I think we should compete. So today, after we do this, I'm going to put our results up, and I'll let the people vote, and then also put their Mount Rushmore. Um, anyway, music. Uh, How are we going to vote? Oh, I'll like, make a poll. For like, what do you mean for everyone? They'll vote for uh, between ours that we do today, oh. and then they'll list their own afterwards. Um, hopefully, in the future, we'll do it with guests. Uh, so um, next week, yeah, let's see the Mount Rushmore's Brian. Had uh, Katy Perry "Firework" as his main one, and then I think sang- that's a joke. No, no, he likes that song as a pump up. Yeah, mate, he likes that song as a pump up. Yeah, he picked it. It's not that's a joke. Not that is a joke. Brian, tell tell Ryan what you think. This is a, that's not a joke. I know Brian. He likes that song. Surely, like yeah, I you can like a song, but Brian, uh, defend your pick. His other picks were Darude Sandstorm, uh, Bush Machine Head, because the Blue Jackets used it, and then My Hero uh, from Foo Fighters. Yeah, Foo Fighters always safe, though. Steve, Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name of. He had Imagine Dragons Friction, Nico Vega Beast, and Dead Prez Hip Hop. Um, to which an argument started. Well, let's not go over the whole thing. I won't. Uh, basically, Jeff called all his songs basic white normie confirmation songs. Um uh, and the two went at it for a while. You should see what they, they said. Uh, Jeff went with DJ Rush, Freaks on Hubbard, Robert Hood, The Pace, DJ D-U-M, Portrait with Firewood, and New Order, Blue Monday. So I hadn't heard of one song that Jeff did, so I uh, listened to it. And it was like very like techno, I guess Detroit techno that he always talks about. And that's what him and Steve went at, I guess, for a while on each other. Um so, yeah, he he said that, uh, I think Steve said something along the lines of, um, you don't like it because it's not your your techno music. So, um, yeah, he said that Jeff is the kind of person who talks about something that is massively underrated or misunderstood to make themselves feel more hip. But as soon as people flock to it, he'll chastise them for making it too mainstream. So, and then if you want to see... Uh, uh, Jeff's takes on all the picks Steve made, they are on uh, on the Twitter page, right? He calls, for instance, I'll take an excerpt, he calls Imagine Dragons the worst of honky soccer mom rock. Do you agree with that? Ooh, Foo Fighters? No, Imagine Dragons. Uh, no, I like Imagine Dragons. I wouldn't say follow them, follow them, but like um, songs that I do know by them are pretty good, really good. So 
Yeah, I actually like them. I only know their mainstream songs, though, to be fair. He did say it's the perfect soundtrack for trying on some New Balance shoes in the store or hanging yourself in the garage when the (laughs) wife gets pregnant again. So, I don't agree with that, but fair play, (laughs) Jeff Ferris. You got Europeans. Everyone's got theirs. It's interesting uh, hearing people's, like, ways of pump up mm -hmm. because, like, I know, like, Zlatan likes reggae music. Um, Like, for example, I listen to Jeff's Jeff's, uh, stuff. Some of... uh, Steve's picks, like I could listen to, maybe get pumped up to. But like for example, Jeff's, I can't mm-hmm. just because it's just like not there for me. I don't know. For me, like if I'm about to go into a soccer game, for example, um, I guess it also depends like where you play. But I usually play like you do play EDM music, but like it's very fast and like it goes uh-huh. because I feel like that gets my mind ready. Like it gets me. It's it's almost like a natural Adderall. Right. Get your brain, like, working really quickly. I could see that. That's how I, I listen to, like, you know, I think you've heard some of the music I listen to, so. Yeah, yeah. So everyone has their own little tune, and, and yeah, these two went at it. So for, for some entertainment, check out our Twitter feed at the Footy Corner 2. Uh, good stuff going back and forth. Some They, they talked about virtue signaling and, and other such things. Uh, Steve commented, looking back at it, I understand what Arjen is saying about rushing the goalie, but I agree with Ashton. Leno made his vertical move for the ball, and Mape was a step behind. Mape straight hip-checked him. Not a soft push. Should have been a card, and I, you know he referenced it with the YouTube video. That's a bit uh, cringeworthy. So he, those were the input on the Mape. I think that's really all we have for that. Steve had some input on you about going to – you could always go temporarily vegan. Uh, I've done it from time to time, like one week, a quarter going vegan, or one day a week going vegan. Uh you know, he can't give up meat fully, but he says he does it time from time. Would you consider going it time to time? I would, but I think when I consider this, I consider genetics into it. Mm-hmm. For example, me naturally, I think, like, even if I do put on weight, I have the skinny fat look. Okay. If that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not like a, I don't know. I feel like if I go vegan, I'll get skinny, like, to the point where I can't get big. Like, not big, but, but I like, think look you can have stuff nourished. like tofu. Right, but I don't know. But here's the thing, though. it Tofu raises, like, your estrogen levels a decent amount. Soy does. It does. That's where the whole term... The whole so you term, don't want titties. That's where the whole term... Yeah, or, like, getting very emotional. That's where the whole term, like, soy boy comes in. You know what right, I mean? Because yeah. it's like, you know, it raises estrogen levels. So that's that's the thing that concerns me. And I have, I'd say, my, a good friend of mine is vegan. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some of the food he eats. Honestly, it doesn't taste that good. I mean... Mm-hmm. And he's someone that really, I mean, it tastes good, but like nowhere near normal food. Right. Um, it's just the whole thing about me, like, I just don't want to get too skinny. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. But but how about one day a week? And I love food. One day a week. Would you do one day a week? I think naturally I, th- I do that anyway. Yeah. Some days, dude, I, you know, like some days I go without like really eating a whole meal. Yeah, that's true. I, you got your goldfish and, and, you know, pretzels and whatnot. <laughs> Have you eaten a meal know. today yet? No. Okay. So that's there you I had go. Chipotle last night, though. Well, that sounds pretty good then. Uh, I'm right. work out today and get some Bud Lights in me. Bud Lights, really? Yeah, that's, that's my drink of choice. What's on the docket? You're gonna have Bud Light special night. What do you mean? You, I mean, you usually don't have Bud Lights unless it's like something's going on. Are you guys gaming or something? Oh yeah, I game every night. Okay, but, fair uh, enough. Weekend. Yeah. Okay, uh, Brian. My thoughts on Abraham staying at Chelsea because we discussed this, right? We wanted his opinion. And other top squads retaining players, he thinks he says, I think Abraham should stay and fight for a starting spot 
even with Drude and Werner there, next season is going to have a compressed schedule. There will be a lot of squad rotation all season. It's extremely important for clubs to have depth. Liverpool, City, and Chelsea have the deepest squads and will be better off, while teams like United, Spurs, Wolves, and Leicester will struggle. Arsenal is kind of halfway between the two. So if Tammy stays at Chelsea, I think he's going to get a lot of playing time, and not just in the crappy cup games. As for who starts and who's on the bench for these last ADPL games, I agree with Arine that managers are rotating so much you can't really read too much into it. Finally, guys like Abraham and Giroud should want to have the extra help. They can shine in their chances they're given. Hopefully they stay fresh and healthy and be available and in top shape for the Euros in the summer. There's going to be a lot of soccer in the next 400 days. He's right, but isn't there a limit, you think, on how much one can shine? When you have Werner, when you have Giroud, and when you have Abraham all with potential Euro aspirations. Um, I mean, they literally all have to be scoring goals at wild clips, and the team is going to have to win almost every trophy for every single one of them to be a mainstay for their Euro team, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But, it's, but he also makes good points, so I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, but I know, like, it's one thing to say it's good for Chelsea that need him. It's another thing to say do the player... You know, is that what the player wants? Is that what's best for the player? Right, that's and if true. If you're the player, unless you really love the club, you know what I mean. You grew up Chelsea fan. I don't think you have any, you know, motivation to stay there if you're not gonna be the guy that's gonna be first in the team sheet. Looking at, and I don't it, think Abraham's done anything to to prove that he shouldn't be on it either. You know, I think that's where it'd be frustrating. Wouldn't you be upset if you've constantly been like performing up to par? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's been, like, insane. Granted, he's been inconsistent a little bit. But, like, put yourself in his shoes. Right. right. Wouldn't you be like, all right, like, I'm young. I've been on my loans to the championship. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done good there. I'm doing good in the Premier League with what's around me, with a new manager. And then, like, out of nowhere, they sign Timo Warner. Right. Wouldn't you be like, huh? Yeah. Wouldn't you be a little upset? Yeah, no, I, I mean, agree. sure, there's proving yourself, but aren't, wouldn't you be in the mindset like, wow, I just proved myself in the championship last year, which is even more physical than the Premier League and has more games in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gone to the Premier League, I've scored against Manchester United, I've done this, you know. Yeah. What, what more do I have to prove at this point? Yeah, I mean, I, he did go on a bit of a decline, though, when we were, you know, and obviously all strikers, especially young ones, uh, I have a stat here that says when Martial was on six goals, Tammy Abraham had 13. And currently Martial now has 14. Tammy still has 13. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, let me just do this little exercise. Three players. Tell me if they'll make their Euro squad next season. Werner, Giroud, Abraham. Just look into the future. See, Let's say they're all on Chelsea. Of those three, do all of them make it? Do some of them? Who makes their Euro I squad? I do not think... Well... Is Benzema still canceled? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't. Uh, if, I don't think he is. If Benzema plays, no. Okay. So don't you don't think Giroud's making France? Should no. Okay. Um, Warner. Warner, yeah, he yes. will because they don't really have any other strikers. Now here's the toughest one. I agree. I have Giroud out, Warner, and Tammy. Abraham. With England. So there's Vardy. Mm-hmm. There's Harry Kane. Yes. Thirty-two strikers. Yeah. And there's Rashford. Okay. Can also play on the wing, so you, you don't really have to consider him a striker. But that's already two right off the bat that are, like, solidified. So will Tammy Ram have a good enough year that he's He needs slept? it. That's what I'm saying. Will he make Euros? Do you think he'll have a good Not year? if he's splitting time. Okay, so there we go. That's the answer there. Would you put I mean, put yourself no, in Gareth Southgate? No, I would No. no. Uh, at the, as, as how it stands, 
Uh, I want to see him there. I think he's good enough, but you got to earn it. And And it's all about timing. If he gets hot next, what, April or March? Yeah. For example, if he was on Arsenal right now, he'd be getting the play time, wouldn't he? Probably, yeah. There's, there's, there. Uh, if they didn't have Nketiah and they had Abraham instead, yeah, he would be striking. You could see they clearly don't think Lacazette's going to be the answer. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. It's, it's, it's he's fun. in such a shitty spot. Yeah, I think. See, I think this kind of discussion is really fun. Makes these pods interesting, and I think it's what'll keep things interesting over the summer when we don't know, you know, what's going on when we talk transfers and, and whatnot. So. Uh, it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, there's some talk now, little goalie talk. Um, Ole said David De Gea is the best goalkeeper in the world, even after his howler last week that we saw no. uh, against Tottenham. No. So that's some reporter brought that up to him. Says he's still the best goalie in the world. Steve, easily he is not. No. At best, he's still top five, five behind Allison, Oblak, Ederson, and Terstegen. At worst, he's a fringe top ten. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I'd say so. I Do think, you think he's still possibly top five? I think... I, I mean, he's definitely not top three. I think Oblak and Allison are up there. I don't know who... I think Oblak might be a little bit better than Allison. I think he's barely top five of the Premier League. Forget the world. Well, who you, so Allison, Ederson... I'd rather have those two than David De Gea, for okay, sure. Okay, yeah. Um, Before he died, I thought Burnt Leno was doing pretty well, and I thought Dean Henderson's been playing well this year. I haven't seen enough of Leno. Yeah, I think I'd rather have Leno. I think I'd rather have Casper Schmeichel. Yeah, Casper Schmeichel's another good example. He's made some really good reaction saves. I don't rate Hugo Lloris anymore, so I'm not going to say Hugo Lloris. Mm-hmm. But, Maybe but, five, four. But you four can see five. what we're talking about there. That four, it's, it's possible. In the Premier League, yeah. not in the world. Just in Premier League. I'd still rather have Neuer than... Yeah. Hey, uh, then add those guys. Add Neuer, who wasn't you know listed here. Add uh, all the other goalies that uh, are real. Who's a Real Madrid guy? Uh, oh, um, former Chelsea Courtois. Uh, yeah, no. no. I rate the hey, more. Kepa's pretty bad too, huh? Yeah, I don't like Kepa. I don't think he's good. <laughs> it's tough. It's really tough to rate goalies, isn't it? I mean, it's because some of them face so many shots and some of them don't, and you know. Yeah. It's it's clear though. Who do you think is the best? Number one right now. In the world? Yeah. Jan Oblak. You think Jan Oblak is better than Allison, better than Neuer? I think Neuer used to be. Yeah, he's getting uh, older. I think Neuer is more prone to mistakes because of the way he plays, so it's tough. <laughs> Believe me, because like, as much as I want to say it's him, yeah. I just think the way he plays makes him you know, kind of bound for a mistake, and that's not oh. what you want from your goalkeeper. should be the last guy that you think about like that. So yeah. I, I'd probably put Oblak one and then... Allison too. Well, and he's also gotten old, so all those Ederson runs three, that he makes, Ederson three. Yeah, Ederson's really good. He's underrated a bit, I think. I think he's younger still. Yeah, he? he is. And and all those runs out that um, that Neuer makes, he can't get to some of those balls he probably used to make like a few years ago. So that's where you'll see some of the interesting moments uh, of when he comes out. So uh, anyway, uh, Nikhil had a very funny post um, about. Did you see the one about the people dance? Uh, well, first of all, you had a really nice one of the team when the the moment they won. So I, you know, let, tell you guys. Uh, actually, we'll, we've our intern has retweeted that. So check out that uh, moment. Um, and then Steve says, "Champions of England, champions of Europe, and champions of the world." So you know, check these out that as we mention them. Um, and uh, 
the other thing I wanted to mention is Nikhil posted something, and you you saw it, and you had quite a laugh about it. Um, it was, did you see that it was like a little animation of clock dancing? Not the real one of clock dancing. You 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 posted Let's Go on it, I think. Here it is. It's this, uh, you, have you seen this video? I'm going to pull it up with no volume here. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is Vince Draguino, um Vine legend back in the day. And this is a picture of. You can just hear the music, but it's it's yeah. Klopp and Mane and Salah all just like hip thrusting. <laughs> Funny video, I thought. So check that out. That's I, been retweeted like, on the every account. Every time I look at this team or something that I still just can't believe what like what's become. I I don't know. I'm in shock. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I mean it was uh it was really crazy, really uh, fun stuff. I thought um that I did you see the social distancing at Enfield? Um. I did not. What what exactly happened, so, happened there? I mean, they were told obviously don't go outside, celebrate, but Oh I yeah, mean, there was no it was pandemonium. Right? People people brought fireworks outside of Anfield. They were shooting fireworks. Yeah. I mean you knew that might um, happen, so But I mean it wasn't just like crazy people. I also saw like um for example, like a guy and his two girls, like little girls just like mm-hmm. sitting on the car like looking at everything. That's good. I thought yeah. it was cool. It's just like I think it's um for that city, mm-hmm. I think it means just like an unreal amount. It's it's nuts. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, it was, it was great stuff. Steve posted supporting Chelsea, and he had that. Have you seen that video of Ron Swanson eating a banana? Yeah, you know Ron Swanson's a big meat guy, so he was disgustingly eating the banana. Like, ugh. But then, like, you know, having this, that's how supporting yeah. Chelsea was. I, I guess for for fans, he posted that before the match. Um, I thought that was really cool. Shout and, out Ron Swanson. Shout out Ron Swanson. He also then said Jeff Paris. In quotes, as soon as Laporte is back, our defense is going to get so much better. That's why we've been so bad this year. And he made fun of him with a gift. So, uh, Jeff, let us know. Uh, yeah, I guess Laporte has been back. What occurred on that mess up? Uh, you know, Steve had a few words for you there. Then a little, uh, little, a few little tidbits here and there. Um, Steve does have a request. I think it's to play You'll Never Walk Alone at the beginning. So we'll see if that <laughs> happens. We'll, uh, you'll find out, I guess, before you get to this point in the pod, um, to which Jeff said, or we could just throw some chicken in a dryer and run it on high. Same result. You know what the thing um, I don't get Manchester City fans? <laughs> no, no, no. Genuinely. So I think um, Steve and Nikhil can like attest to this. It's just like I think Man City's really trying to force a rivalry mm-hmm. on certain teams, more so Liverpool. But, like, I'm, this is going to come off like snot. I just don't want a rivalry with them. Yeah. Just because I don't quite – like, for me, it's United and Everton. Right. Because in every rivalry, whether you agree or not, I think there's always just a little bit of respect for the history and tradition of the teams. hmm Now, I don't really respect City in any of those terms. Wow. No, no, no. Their history, there is no history. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, Liverpool fans have that song about Chelsea saying you have no history, but in reality, you know they do. Mm-hmm. Chelsea does have a history. Man United, you know, I don't have to say anything about that. Everton, there's the local thing, so there's that history and tradition. Right. There is absolutely no history between City being good in the league besides the last five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Their fan base is not... 
anywhere close to like a top 10 Premier League team. I think Leeds has more domestic fans than City does. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in England. Right. So like there's nothing you can't really I don't put ourselves on level with City cuz there's nothing to respect about City. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, so how they're owned, how anything like what why? Like what there's so when you want to insult a like when an insult comes from a City fan, it doesn't mean anything. Well, okay, and I and that's fine. I get this whole storyline of uh, oh, this fairy book rivalry. But what's wrong with having a playing rivalry for like short time? So, like for instance, let me give you an example: Arsenal and United, Fergie and, and Wenger, in the mid in, in in the you know last probably fifteen years ago or so, for a good six seven year stretch in that time, ten years I guess had a rivalry, heavy okay. rivalry. Playing those teams were finishing one and two, just like you guys are the past two years now. You know, maybe arguably the third year, you know, there was also a bit of a rivalry there. But, but like, there was a playing rivalry, and that came from the managers, that came from the players, that came from finishing so high. Now, you know, those teams aren't rivals. They're not traditional rivals, right? Because United have you guys in City. Arsenal have Tottenham and Chelsea, you know. So why can't there be, I guess my question is, a playing rivalry with them? What do you mean, like, playing? Like, I mean, we play every... Well, so, well, I agree, but... Those years, specifically, Arsenal and United fans hated each other. And I get it. They have a history. I, do, but I, I don't hate Manchester City. It's, it's hard to hate a team that you don't really like see as like a team. I mm-hmm. see them more of like a corporate team. It's like Red Bull leaps. It's like Red but who's Bull the main threat to your title? It's like as a Bayern Munich. Defense next huh? year. Who's the main threat to your title defense next year? I'm not going to say City. Really? Who do you think it is then? Bro, Leroy Sané is going. You never know who else is going to go. They're not guaranteed Champions League. I mean... Well, no one's guaranteed anything next year. Any United or Chelsea? Why not okay. them? Well, let's do that. Let's do a poll. What team is the biggest threat to Liverpool's title defense next year? I think United and Chelsea are going to be better than City next year. We'll put a poll up. I, I just want. I'm very curious as to what people think. I'm very curious. I just want to see. I, I, it just. I still think you could have a playing rivalry, and I think. And I agree. And Jeff, I feel like City is trying to like, even Mike Skosinski. Uh-huh. Like, he's like, oh, I hate Liverpool. It's like, okay, like, I don't, like, I genuinely, like, I don't know how to say, like, I'm, even if I tried to, I'd be lying. I don't care about Manchester City. Like, okay. they're just there. It's like, like I said, they are Red Bull Leipzig. They're just a corporate team. So if the league came down to, it's either going to be City or United, who do you want to win the title? United. See? So you hate City? Well, no, because it's like, it's like when City <laughs> wins, no one cares. But it's that's like that my point. United's it's like, your main rival. It's like that season never happened. But isn't United your rival? So why are you rooting for your rival over a team you don't care about? Because something happened. <laughs> What's happened, mate? Something. <laughs> when City wins, they have like five fans that celebrate with Phil Foden. That's their that's their fucking thing. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm curious. Sinchenko so didn't even know what Manchester City was two years ago. Like, come on, Everton dude. or Man City. Uh, well, I'll choose any team over Man City. To win the title. Yeah, because we've seen it. And, like, when City wins, it brings no emotion from any fan base. Seriously, like, when Liverpool wins this year, sure, you have, like, the Liverpool fans. But then, like, even the bitter fans, you get a reaction. When City wins, there is zero reaction. You might as well have had coronavirus seasons. Oh you know gosh. what I mean? Like... <laughs> Do you I'm, see what I'm saying? Okay, I'm very curious. Yeah, I want to see what are other people's takes. Let's like ask, at yeah. least, guys, at listeners, least, please let us if know. If United this wins, at least I'll be angry, right? Okay. It brings out emotion. That's why we follow sports. There's emotions involved. 
when City yeah, wins. Yeah, but that's the point. Wait, don't you root against that team on the it's last It's like going to a season? hot dog joint ordering a plain hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is for me, if Tottenham was playing City on the last day of the season, I'd be rooting for City. I do not want Tottenham by any means necessary to even see the light of day because I hate them. I, look, I don't it's want... It's going to be a bad emotion. It is going to evoke more emotion for me. You're right, but I'll be angry. Look, I'm someone that wants to feel something at the end of the day. You Because you've been feeling... The reason is because you've been... Oh, dear. A Chicago Sky player tested positive. That's because your emotions lately have been positive. You forgot how those negative ones feel. I did not forget. <laughs> what are you talking about? I did not forget. I mean, the worst experience you've had the past year was the, the, um, the tie against the Atletico. Aside from that, everything else has been positive, mate. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe we haven't won a domestic cup. Huh? What do you mean? So, like, the domestic cups we got knocked out yeah, of Dominique? You didn't care about half those games. Did you really care about that? You actually wanted to be knocked out. <laughs> you didn't care. Anyway. <laughs> you're going to clap and you didn't show up. <laughs> there you go. He didn't show up to one because he's doing another. Look, I understand. No, no, no. But, like, okay, but what do you mean? I don't get what you're saying. Like, my, my point <laughs> is. You surely would not root for your rival over them. I'm not saying I'd root. I wouldn't openly root for them. That's different. I mean, you. That's like. But it's I'm for the- saying, even even if it's not me feeling something, at least if United wins, like a Chelsea fan would have something to say about the league. Like even they'd be like a little upset. If you ask, okay, um, let's ask. Um, shit, I was gonna ask. We don't have a someone that doesn't someone that doesn't follow Liverpool. City. Well, maybe next week's guest can tell us. Just be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Write it down for them. Write this question yeah. down. Yeah. Like, it just brings out emotion of some sort. Uh-huh. Okay. You know? That's how, how I look at it. How did you feel? Was there any emotion that came out in that famous Aguero call? When he scored? That's different, though. <laughs> See, it stopped United from winning the title. No, that's not why, though. It's how it was won. Right. You could put my fucking asshole to score that goal. I'd go crazy because of how it was won. That's true. It's not because of who won it. It's because of how it was won. All right. Yeah. So so I want everyone else's take. I mean, when when Kawhi Leonard – I hope I got the name right. Is that the robot guy in basketball? When Kawhi Leonard made that crazy shot that – remember on the side? Yeah. The game-winning shot when it bounced over the rim. I remember. It's not because of the Toronto Raptors fucking won the game. You went crazy because of how the ball went in, right? right. Well, but also they who they beat? They beat an evil team, didn't they? Didn't they beat like they beat the, QPR, bro? No, not City. I meant oh. White Leonard, mate. Oh. But but see, no, that's no, the point. But see, you don't remember that. What so remember? obviously, it wasn't what who they beat. You said they beat an evil team. It's not significant in your head. It's how. See, I said, remember the shot, and you remember the shot. That. But yeah, but it advanced. No it one advanced gives a shit, dude. Okay, no one gives a shit. Whereas about the this. city goal, Look, yes, it was against QPR, but it won the league. Look, no one. You know what, Jeff Paris? You're listening. No one gives a shit about the Toronto Raptors. Well, yeah, right. No one does. All right. Anyway, let's. Do you remember that shot because of how it was made? That's fine. So the people we don't even know who we've gone against, down and we're talking about it right now because we've gone down a lot of different holes. But the main original thing I want to know what people feel about rivalries. Who's going to challenge Liverpool for last the title year? Next year? Last year's title brought a lot of emotion out of you, didn't it? Which no, one? it didn't. Which which title? City. No, I'm not. Look. What do you I, mean they broke the record, man? What do you mean? I'm telling you right now. But you don't give a shit because it was City. Listen, the original talk 
was in terms of rivalry. Let's go all the way back because you're, 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 you're changing things now. <laughs> I'm not changing. Go to the original conversation. <laughs> you said that there cannot be a rivalry with City because of no history. And I said, well, maybe there can be a few years. There's a playing rivalry that you have. Okay. And then you said that you don't think they're a threat next year. BJ Penn's a wild and, ass. And man. you don't like them because they don't uh, they don't bring emotion on you, which is fine. I agree. But then you said you'd rather have one of your rivals win the title instead of them. That's my yeah. other question. Would people listening? Would you rather have your main t- main rival win over a team that you quote unquote don't care about? Right? Team quote unquote. No, just say Man City. Well, no, because no. maybe they care about Man City. John, Jeff Paris. So I'd then say oh, Jeff Paris. Who would you want to win the title between, I don't know, Man United no, you have and to, the team No, you my point care being about. is it has to be someone that's not in that fan base. See, I'm saying Liverpool won, excluding my emotions. I'm saying, look, you even said yeah. you see Chelsea fans act differently, whether it's a congratulations or whether it's being bitter. You even see Newcastle fans acting bitter sometimes. So, like, when City okay. won last year, no one said anything. Okay, but listen, what I'm saying is, for you to want United to win... No one felt win, anything. For you it's to a want bland you, world. For you to want United to win over City, a rival team I'm not saying over I would team you claim is not look, your rival. I'm not saying I would want it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I am saying... But that's your only choice. It I'm would... Saying. It would... It would, like, bring out something. Okay. It would mean a season happened. <laughs> All right. I want to know other people's takes. Dude, no one cares if City won the title. I, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that if you really don't want a team to win that bad, it kind of feels to me like they're a bit of a rival then. Because you're rooting against the team to win. I wouldn't root against them, but I'm not rooting for them. It's like, okay, City won the title. Okay, right. So, man, like how are you going to go to La Liga? Like people that like say La Liga is better and be like, yeah, well, man, City won. And be like, oh, okay, like. What do you mean by what did, what did that it's just like, okay, mean? Okay, wow, a team that's like ruled by oil money, won your league, and has zero fans. Like, yeah, your league's better than ours. It's like, oh shit, well you're kind of right. right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what right? people say. No, I, I agree. I can I can understand what you mean by no one will care. But I'm going to the fact of you saying they're not. I, the reason I'm talking to you is you're an Arsenal right. fan. So, okay, outside of Man City, any other quote unquote top six teams, and you know, what, well, fuck it, we'll include Tottenham in this. And even Everton, whatever, teams that are even close, is there a team that would bring out less emotion in you than Manchester City? Like, would that you we just don't count be like. Everton, right? Huh? We don't count Everton, or we do? Oh, yeah, I we don't put, really care we about could, Everton. We could put Everton in there. I don't really care about Everton. Really so, either. in your opinion, if Man City won the title and Everton won the title, you think, you think like, uh, like, it, You'd, they'd bring out the same emotion. You wouldn't be like, wow, what a story for Everton. No, well, but it was a story for City when they won that one year. For you, though, wouldn't you be more impressed? Like, wouldn't that mean more for, for to see a team like that win it than when, like, like City? Like Leicester won? Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I mean. That's fine. I agree. But I wouldn't root. For, so, But then I wouldn't say they're not my rival. There's some backbone in Everton. There is no backbone in City. There used City. to be one. Yeah, what that's were you talking about they when they went, were losing to Charlton Athletic in League Two? Come on. At my point being, I get what you mean with the no emotion, but you can't say they're not a rival and then go on to say so, I'd rather Man United win than Man City. Win. But you're saying, but you're saying straight up. I, I think this is Everton, very long. Everton and Man, Man, Everton and Man City bring the same emotion if they were to win the title. I mean, yeah, it, to me, it doesn't That's really matter that me. much. I mean, I, I'd say, yeah, Everton has more of a storyline now because City's won. Th- anytime a team wins, like, 
three out of four years or two out of three years, yeah, I mean, you want the new team to win. You want the other team to win. Fresh. Wow. I agree. They have a storyline. But, like, I mean, if one Leicester won, yeah, that was pretty cool for a day. And then I was just like, well, fuck, Leicester won. I don't, you know, it is what it is. Like, wow. I, I guess we look at the sport differently. For me, I look at it more of like, wow, that team overcome a lot of obstacles and the whole story behind it. I think, yeah, like, but, I okay. look at I look at it like there's more you could take out of it than just, oh, they won Again, this. There's more. from the point. Is Man City a rival? This is the main question. No, why? Okay. What, what makes a rival? It could be a playing rival. It could the, be a historic rival. But there's no... But for you to not want them to win a over a rival, rival... For you to not want them to win over a rival... If it was the last day of the season no. and United and City played each other... You I never... You I, look, I would not root for it. I would just watch it. But it's like... I'm telling you right Wouldn't now... If, if, if Manchester United won it, I'd be like, okay, here comes the banter. Here comes the... Here comes the BT Sport. Here comes like Jamie Kerr going to hiding. Whereas if Man City were to win it, be like, okay, just a fucking average day. Like, there's nothing like to think about. Like, there's no story. Like, oh, like oh, they won it, or there's not like, uh, oh, look at the parade, or like, oh, look how much it means. Like, it's just okay. Like, there's nothing to it. There's and absolutely nothing. Okay. okay. But when you're and watching you, you, it, you fail to tell me if there's something to it because you haven't said there's something to it. What do you mean? What do you mean? There's something to it. What do you want to it? You want a you want fucking a Disney story here with the princesses and princes coming out? Like what? No, a story would be good, or like a fan base. Like, like no, I agree. I a don't story watch... is nice. So, so when Man City won their first one, that was a story for people. Mm. Do you agree with that or no? Now that they've won so many, yeah, I guess it's yeah, it's like ugh, like Golden State in basketball. People got tired of it. Maybe the first one, yeah, but I mean, like, and it's just like. People got tired of it, right? But, but even then, That's it's just, just how like it works. there was no rivalry. But at that point, there was no playing rivalry with City and, and Liverpool. Right. But well, I'm saying now there could be. Quote, unquote, right. Now there could be, right? Now apparently there is. So there isn't or there is? You think there is or not? There I will could be. never. I will never give a shit about City. I always care more about okay. United and Everton. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to other musings because this is a lot. I mean, I want to hear what other people have to say, too. If someone wears a Man City jersey, I just like. I'm just like, ah, oh, damn, like, they're not, like, a really, like, uh, educated that, fan. I agree that I have less banter with city people, although Jeff is really trying, I think, hard to, to get that out of me, because anytime we do that, I've been getting messages from him, but... Um, if my kid grew up and didn't support Liverpool, that's one thing. Okay, cool. But if he chose to support Man City, he's my wife's kid, he's not mine. Okay. Well, I want to hear what other people have to say. The footy corner, too. A um, couple last musings. Pep said, what we've done is incredible in the last two or three seasons, winning eight titles from ten. Uh, he praised his side's consistency after Liverpool were crowned champions. So he still said something nice about his side. Is there anything to be said about a team that's won eight out of ten titles in the league? No. All right. So let's go to some other short. I mean, quick... I, wish, I wish it would bring out some emotion in me, but it doesn't. What do you have to say about it? I... How about you? Oh, I'm just saying uh, good on them for their consistency, and yeah. let's see how it goes the next few years. I, I don't know. I mean, I, he's he's accurate with the statement. I mean, if everyone's analysis on, on, on the title being that consistent, I mean, I, I don't think I'd watch uh, the Premier League like that, to be uh, honest. Yeah, I mean, that's what, because people want new champs. Uh, but he was just making that comment, I guess. I don't know. So so you uh, have a good spot for City. That's nice. I, I don't. I'm just – I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm okay. just trying to play devil's advocate with you. You're playing devil's it, advocate, but I'm saying like – You've taken a lot of things personally in this uh, this podcast. I, what do you mean? What are you talking about? My uh, well, this thing right now, me asking about live betting. I don't know. It's just a question. Well, no, I'm saying okay. You know what? Next time, you'll see. 
Okay. In the group chat, when when Arsenal's uh, winning or something like that, be like they weren't oh, even man. involved in the game. What do you mean? You, Liverpool wasn't in the game. What do you mean when Arsenal's winning? Oh Liverpool my god! But obviously, it meant something. Don't act it stupid. Did. Yeah, it did. Okay. You can't act like in the past you haven't said I'm not going to pick this or I'm not going to pick that. It is what it is. You're asking a, an opinion. It wasn't directly about them. I didn't ask about your opinion on live betting. I know, but I asked you it. You've asked me opinions no, before you didn't. on things or given your opinions on, on other things too. It's happened. And then this one, I was just trying to discuss something. Talk about what is a rivalry, what makes one. And I'm, I'm not saying they have and a soft every spot. Time I ask they don't you, have a Every time spot. I ask you a question about it, you like raise your voice. You don't even like, you don't even defend it. I'm saying what makes a rivalry and you're not answering it. I'm, well, a lot of things can make a rivalry. See, I've that's the answer it. you get. No, mention it. No, then. I did. You, If you listened <laughs> instead of spoke, okay, you can understand what I'm saying. What's a rivalry? I said, historically, you can have a rivalry, such as, like you said, for us, I'll speak from Marcel's point, Tottenham and now Chelsea over the past, what, many years now. So that's okay. working out as, as a good rivalry historically. Now, playing rivalry, we don't have one right now because we stink. But when we played against United, going for titles, that was a playing rivalry. We had one. Now when we play United, it's not as big as it was 15 years ago. Okay. And that happens. There are moving rivalries. So the playing, quote-unquote, so playing rivalry types. between Arsenal and Manchester United. Yes. Okay. Are you saying before that there was no history of greatness behind Arsenal? Yeah. No. Both teams had tradition. And both teams but, had recent successes and trophies. Okay. And, right? and that's what these – Okay. Yeah. And not just recent and previous because they're both two teams that are constantly in the top flight and competing for not only the title but sometimes the top four. So a City rivalry can never not be that formed. Team. A playing rivalry can never be formed. Then is what you're saying. Whenever Liverpool plays Arsenal, there's a story that because yeah, why no because they're just constantly in the top flight for years. Yeah, even when. Freaking Bubba June was around. They were in the Premier League, right? Right. That's that'd be our United, great Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea. These are teams that were constantly not just in the Premier League, but always competing. Okay. City was not. That's what I'm saying. You're saying playing rivalry, but the playing rivalry isn't just about recent. It's it can't about be. years and years of just teams battling out in the top flight. But a playing rivalry can occur if you are the top two teams for many years in a row, for multiple years, and you're going at it. Therefore, I'm saying you are forming one right now. Damn, I mean, the Liverpool- club that you're going up with every year, it's just you guys. I mean, no one else competes with you guys. So Liverpool has played Borussia Dortmund, whether it's been a friendly, Europa League, or Champions League, the past, like, five or six years. But Do we guys, have a playing rivalry with Borussia Dortmund? have not fought for the title. That's the fucking point. I mean, point. I think Europa League uh, I think semifinals you don't listen. You're talking. Big. You're not listening. No, you're not, you're not listening. listening. You're There's talking. There's playing history of two years. Okay. Playing history is... Uh, a, a, a history I never of said years. it is one. I'm saying that it could be forming. You're saying that it, it's a, it's made up. Well, there's something behind it if they're the two teams that are fighting for the title all the time. That's why That's why I'm saying with United and Russell, yes, there was a history at some point. There, <laughs> but two, 10, 15 years ago, the game was bigger than it is now, isn't it? What? If Arsenal played United today, it is not as big as it was 15 years ago. That defines playing rivalry, whereas a historic rivalry, Arsenal plays Tottenham, is always as big today as it was 15 years ago. Maybe to you, but to a casual fan, it is – to someone that watches for for, for more than fan? just – for more than just, oh, it's a ball at the feet of two players, it is still as big as it was 15 years ago. But who is the casual fan Here's, that's what I to, think. to define that rivalry of your team? 
What do you mean, casual fan? Define? You said, well, a casual fan watching it thinks it's it's the same. Well, how can a casual fan define your rivalry for you? Uh, I don't, what do you mean same? What did I say was the same? You said to a casual fan, Arsenal and United is the same now as it was 15 years ago. I didn't ago. say casual. I said people like me. Okay. We could even roll back the tape. Okay. You and me look at the sport differently. <laughs> okay. Obviously. I you think and me you, look at, we look at a lot of things differently. I think you take... I think you take a lot of things that happened recently into account, and I look at things as just like I think this is also like no, I'm you maybe why I support Liverpool because it's just like I look at everything that's also from your history. Problem. You assume things of people. I, why are you assuming that? I'm not assuming. You're this assuming. Just, I'm saying this because I want your opinion. Okay, on what? Ask my opinion. I'm saying I'm not asking for your opinion. That's how I'm looking at it. I'm saying that's why I think we look you differently. You want my opinion on something? No, I'm saying that we look at something differently. I mean, I don't see... We do. That's where are true. We look, okay, but to say but that I, I don't look at then? things historically is incorrect. I, I do. I, I, again, I mentioned there are traditional rivalries. Yes, every year, this game, big game. So you said... But that over a course of time, some develop as playing rivalries, and they rise and they fall. So you said, how is a, in casual, level. How is a casual fan going to... How am I going to tell a casual fan the rivalry? Is that what you're saying? No, because you said to a casual fan, mm-hmm. United and Arsenal, you think, is the same now... As it was 15 years ago. Whereas if you ask I, any Arsenal fan that was in it, 15 years ago, that game was biggest. That's a huge game. They're playing for a lot. They hate each other. There's a lot more physicality now. These guys are buddy-buddy. Are you saying so I am looking Keen? at it historically. Because Roy no, Keane no. and uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some okay. of the players will, yes, you're right. The players will make that rivalry. So why is it still not as strong as it used to be? Well, because those two teams are not competing anymore for the top spot. They're not emotional with each other anymore. And it, I'm not saying it's gone, but the playing rivalry is a type of rivalry that goes up and down. I mean, so when they both play stage with City that but never when existed they, But before. when they play, it's not a clear outcome who's going to win. No, so when you play United, it's, always, you, you it's have... never a clear outcome. Even Arsenal these days can play fucking Watford. It's so, not a clear outcome. So how is it? So how is it not a playing rivalry if it's always a toss up? Who wins, whether you're home or away? Well, it's not what it used to be. It, In it, what but, sense? But, it, but I'm saying I said Arsenal United is a playing rivalry. It's not a traditional rivalry anymore. It's not as big as it. It's not like a like a the main rivalry, rivalry that you like the main. I mean, it's a traditional game, but it's not like a main rival. You can only have like as you said, what one or two main rivals, right? But you can have a playing rival in that time, like a team that at that time that you're you're going on, you clash a little bit. Okay, let me ask you this: Hawks and Vancouver. You speak hockey. Chicago and Vancouver. Okay. Would you say they're rivals right now? No. Okay. Um, a little bit. Well, when they played each other, okay, they played each other today. Versus... I think there's still you still feel that tension though. You still feel it you, when you a little when you, bit, when, you, right. when, you, when you when you play Vancouver. That's the, that's what I think about. Yeah. Is like okay, but what's happened over the more past before? couple of years? Didn't you feel it more before? Like Maybe. when they used to play him, wasn't it? Oh, like so, what I mean, I is still don't like. There's still a playing rivalry here and there with them, but it was a lot bigger then. Whereas a traditional rival, such as say St. Louis Detroit. or maybe Detroit, don't you say St. Louis. Them. Detroit is a bigger rival but because still, of the history. But no matter what the situation, you always hate. Them Who's teams. the Blackhawks rival right? Who's the main rival right now? Main rival right now. Well, see, here's the thing. In historically, your opinion, your opinion. it's well for me. Historically, it's always been the Detroit Red Wings. I hated the Detroit Red Wings, but right now, it's the Blues. So if there's so a team the you two... didn't like the most today, because of your fandom to the Blackhawks, who is it? That's tough. It's either the Red Wings or the Blues. I can't decide because see? I know the Red Wings stink now, but it was such a that's such a 
rivalry. For me, for but me, it's those two are historic rivalries. Playing rivalry, Vancouver, kind of gone away now, but we had it. That's what I'm trying to say. You guys in city would not be a Hawks Blues, Hawks Wings ever. It'd be Hawks Blues. It'd be it'd be it might be Hawks Vancouver. Not because even that much. It'd be not a even Hawks, Hawks Blues. Blues. It'd be a Hawks Blues. Hawks Vancouver. It's Hawks Blues. Okay, well then that's more of a traditional rivalry than Hawks and Vancouver. The Hawks have hated the Blues for longer than Vancouver. Historically know. speaking, in the nineties, the I, Blues growing up were I did arseholes. not up until like a, two years ago. I honestly could say probably hated Nashville more than the Blues. Okay. And that's a plain rivalry. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. No, I mean, right. I, I didn't like Nashville for a plethora of reasons. But, like... But there are different rivalries. and So you're saying City and Liverpool. I mean, that's fine. That's your opinion. For we'll me, never become one. For me, Red Wings will always be the main rival of the Blackhawks. Right. For me. Yeah. Just because of the history. Correct. The amount of cups Detroit has won. The, the the thing with the whole owners, how both teams were made, mm-hmm. that that is the rivalry. Okay. St. Right. Louis Blues, no offense to anyone that lives in St. Louis. I know I rip on Detroit, but good fucking God, St. Louis is not a big city in the Midwest. Detroit, I don't know, Detroit has a backbone. St. Wow, <laughs> now you are on Team Detroit. No. Look at what this has done to you. Okay, look, but I'm saying it's like Liverpool and United, Okay. You gotta res- I res- This is gonna be a two and a half hour podcast Detroit- because we've been talking about this for thirty minutes. Detroit, okay, Detroit and Michigan, they, I have respect for that whole thing. I may shit on them, but St. Louis and Missouri, like, what are they good at, man? Their nickname is the Lou, and that's because of the fucking toilet. Well, that's what. Yeah, okay. Detroit has history to it. Has a backbone. Has grittiness. Okay. Titles. What does St. Louis have? Oh, we have a good baseball team. No one right. fucking watches baseball anymore, bro. Point being, Arian, in the end, you say that you can never be rival with Manchester, and that's fine. I want oh, to know what no. other people City, think. No, because okay. they don't bring out emotion. All right. Rivalries have to bring out emotion, whether it's a playing rivalry or a historic one. Okay. And well, we both agree. Them, I, don't, I don't give a shit. We both agree emotion has to come out. Okay, so let's finish this I off. I care more. Yeah, okay. Let's finish this off. I want to hear what other people think. I agree. We all both agree that it has to bring emotion, because this... Conversation hasn't, and, and that's what that's all about. Chelsea reportedly preparing an offer for Bayern Munich's David Alaba. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think it's going to happen, to be honest, in my opinion, but this was a rumor going around. Um, I hope it doesn't happen, but you know why I could see it happening? Because Dave's getting, well, I mean, Alaba's not young either. Well, no, Davey's, uh, Alaba's not old. Um, he's at 27. Mm-hmm. But he kind of got pushed out of his position because of Alfonso. Now he's playing center back, and he's a makeshift center back. So it's tough because, um, I don't know, that's a really tough spot. I could see it happening, and I think it's something for David Alaba to consider. If you don't start at center back for Bayern Munich, I think he should go. So that's something to monitor over the summer. I agree. I, I don't know what's going to happen. But we'll Bayern Munich is going to be the best team in the world in like a year or two. So Yeah. Because of all the young guys they're bringing in. Well, we'll, we'll what have they're to developing see. there is insane. We'll have to see. Chelsea have signed Marco Van Ginkel. We made fun of uh, a lot of people made fun of Arsenal signs, which yeah, I agree. David Luiz got re-signed, I think, for a year. All these other people. Marco Van Ginkel has been signed to a one-year deal at Chelsea. He, the 27-year-old, has been at the club now for seven years, and he's only made two appearances for them, and they've re-signed him. What are your thoughts on the re-signing of Marco Van Ginkel? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. I just, you know, just. A Do you feel bad question. for him? Do you feel bad for him? 
kind of, but why does he keep signing the contract then? Because, like, wouldn't you rather still like, be what? affiliated with Chelsea than, like, let's say whatever club he goes to? To a point. I mean, do you think a Premier League team would sign him? I No, I don't know. Wasn't That's what I'm saying. Would you rather play for, like, would you rather, like, say, okay, I'm a I, player for, like, Charlton Athletic? Or would you rather say, oh, my parent team is still Chelsea FC? If you have a passion for the game, I'd, I'd rather play somewhere. I don't give a fuck where he can I think play it depends somewhere where, else. What but country like, is he from? Belgium? Just go play in Belgium, man. Is he Danish? Or no? no, I don't know. I mean, sorry, Netherlands? Not Danish. Dutch. I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, he was. I remember, I remember a couple years ago when they first got him, everyone was saying he's. I think he's be, Dutch, but it's a Dutch name. Uh, Leeds uh, on the hot seat. They do lead the championship, but there was a recent cutout. That, you know, they were putting cutouts of the fans in the stadium, and um, I guess one of the fans with some banter had uh, an Osama bin Laden uh, cutout, and Leeds. Someone to, paid for Osama to be in the stands, and Leeds had to uh, get him out of the uh, the stands. And a little fun fact that came over today. I don't know if you've heard about it. Arjun Robin is coming out of retirement. Did you hear about this? Uh, he should stay in retirement. He's coming out. He is joining after 18 years after leaving his boyhood Probably club. Team. He's joining Groningen. Um, he's coming out of retirement to join his boyhood club. 18 years ago, he left them. So there's a little romantic story there. Um, with that said, let's go over. There's one more thing I want to go over before we get to some fun, uh, other fun stuff. That is the player of the week. Uh, so we had the poll up, and it was a 50-50 split. I think some of you guys were just bantering me here. Uh, Riyad Mahrez and Neil Mape each took 50%. No one voted for Phil Foden. No one voted for Matt Ritchie. Steve, anyone who picks Foden is delusional. His matchups were a week. Uh, Arsenal D and Burnley. Brian said, I pick none of the above. I'm writing in Cesar Azpilicueta in the first ever write-in vote. But uh, he didn't take the honors, I'm sorry to say. Um, now, before we get into the knots, let's do it. Mount Rushmore. Uh, today we're doing cereals. Uh, do you want to pick first or do I pick? How do we want to do this? Pick a number between one and two. And Flip I'll the ask. cap. I'll just pick a, pick a number between one and two. That way they can the, the, fan, uh, the listeners can oh. hear the generator. Okay. Pick I'll, a number between one and two. No, one. One. Uh, Siri, pick a number between one and two. The answer is two. Okay. So I get to go first then? Yeah. All right. With the first pick, and, and we're going to If gonna you want to go first. Yeah, I'll okay. go first. And I want you, we want you guys to vote on the winner and then also give us your Mount Rushmore. Um, obviously, a favorite that I've had since the beginning of time. Uh, I mean, I cannot go against Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That is my favorite cereal of all time. The Michael Jordan cereal. Best cereal of all time. So I'm picking them. Arine, you have two picks. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Reese's Puffs. Shit, that was on my list. Yep, there you go. And, um, you know what? A modern day new gen Uh-oh. cereal. Fuck, you're going to pick what I want. Crave. Yep, I had them too. Yep. Crave is uh, number two for me. All right, well, with my next two picks, I don't know if you had this or a lot of people have, but I'm going to go with, um, well, this one for sure. I'll go with the one more people have had. I'm going to go with Oreo O's. Okay. Have you ever had Oreo O's? Oh, yeah. They're I've really binged good. it. Yeah. And then I'm going to go with a, a – I've seen it more recently. Have you ever seen a s'mores cereal? There's a s'mores cereal. Yeah. It has marshmallows, chocolate bits, and, and kind of graham crackers. So I'm going to go with the s'mores cereal. Okay. All right. So you're on for two now. I'm going to go with a bit of a classic. Uh-oh. It's on my list too, isn't it? No, no, no. But it's just a cereal that I think a lot of people grew up eating. Yep. It's a good one. Cocoa Krispies for me. Oh, Cocoa Krispies. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I was pitching that in Fruity Pebbles, but... And this is your last pick now. Yeah. And this one I know you don't have. Mm-hmm. This one hits home for me. Uh-huh. All right? Shout out Eric Berthold for introducing me to this cereal so many years ago. And good God, it was amazing. Old school Smart Start. Smart Start. Have you, you don't know what it is, do you? I kind of remember the name. Explain to the listeners. What so is it's, I don't know. It's got like sugar bits in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, kind of like, I don't know. I don't, look, I can't explain it. Go out, get yourself some Smart Start. And it's it's not a cereal you eat out of the box. You have to have it proper. Okay. So with so, milk. Yeah. And it's not bad for you either. Mm-hmm. But it just, it hits home. Okay. Smart Start. Smart Start. I have, I'm between two for my last pick. Uh, I'm going to go with, though, the classic, and I thought you were taking this. I'm going to have to go with the classic <sighs> Honey Nut Cheerios. What? Yeah, Honey Nut Cheerios. No, I wouldn't choose Honey Nut It was Nut the first Cheerios. cereal that I liked. I was between that and Cocoa Puffs, um, which is a great one. Oh, and also for sh- Cocoa Puffs. That was co- Cocoa Crisps. No. Or Cocoa I'm Cookies. I'm for Cocoa Puffs. No, Cocoa Puffs was cookie because it was the, the, the turkey, the black, the... the Oh, really? Black turkey What guy. was the little cookie bits then? What were the cookie cereals? Cocoa crisp? No, cookie... Cookie... Cuckoo... Cocoa... <laughs> cookie crisp? Cookie crisp. Yeah. It wasn't the cookie one? Nope. Yeah. And I also had Apple Jacks. Shout out to Apple Jacks for being I had top Apple Jacks as an them. emergency because I knew you wouldn't pick Smart Start. Yeah. So I was like, in case That's he true. picks, you know, Cocoa Krispies, I had Apple Jacks. Okay. Like, next. And honorable mention for me, I have two of them. Uh-huh. Um, as much as I want to say... Lucky Charms doesn't mm-hmm. even cut it because it's a marshmallow merchant. Yes, I agree. It was a classic, but it's a marshmallow And you merchant. know what? The milk at the end didn't even taste that great. Mm-hmm. So unfortunate for them. But for me, okay, what were the, the big – it's like oats. It's like big grainy things, but they had sugar on top, frosted. Oh, mini wheats or wheats? Frosted wheats or frosted some wheats, shit. yeah. That shit was nuts. There you go. The milk tasted unreal too after that. There you go. Yeah, I agree. And I mean – the best cereal with milk. Come on. And the biggest horse cereal was Honey Bunches of Oats. No, no, no. I'm saying, what, in your opinion, what's the best cereal to have with the milk? Um, at the end, at the end, you have the milk. What, what leaves it tasting the best? Come oh. on. Um, They're more than great, man. They're more than good. Sorry. They're more than good. Oh, really? You thought Frosted Flakes were the Frosted best? Flakes, bro. I'm between Frosted Flakes and Cocoa Puffs, leaving that chocolate milk. Bro, but that oh, frosted flakes. Just... You know, I recently had honey frosted flakes. I... They sell that at Mariano's now. So, shout out Mariano's. Does it have the tiger on the front? Uh, I'm not sure. Good it's gotta question. be authentic. No, I don't know. Gotta have the tiger there. So, so your picks: Reese's Puffs, Crave, Cocoa Krispies, and Smart Start. And mine were Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Oreo O's, S'mores, and Honey Nut. Cheerios. I mean, you're gonna win that. You're gonna well, win that. You never I, know. I picked ones that hit home for me. So did I. No one knows what Smart Start is. That, and that's fine. These hit home for me too. Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Honey Nut Cheerios were my classics. Okay, but Cinnamon Toast Crunch is... And cinnamon, S'mores. That's hey, goaded, don't know bro. S'mores. S'mores is a recent one. That's my big one now. I'm a big S'mores guy. <laughs> and Oreo O's is, not, is nothing new. Is nothing uh, Oreo O's is me. It's, but it's classic. It's good. I mean, it's really... That one... I mean, I hope people have had Crave. But I want to say, oh, Crave is electric. I, Crave was on my list. I had Crave right here. So. Crave's new gen, though. Crave was mine as well. So we'll see what people say. Make your votes. But then also, more importantly, I want to hear yours so we can announce everyone else's and see if anyone else can come up with a better one. They have an advantage. I don't want to. They s- can pick anything. You yeah. see, like, you couldn't pick Cinnamon Toast Crunch anymore after I picked it. So, and I couldn't pick Crave. I was so. thinking Oreo O's as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. 
I took it before you could do anything, really. Um, that said, uh, let's go to, finally, um, let's see who won Nonce of the Week, huh? Uh, 89% said the Mystery Burnley Pilot. 11 David Oh, his Luis. name came out, by the way. What is his name? His name is... 0% said Sochi. He got fired. Alexander Zverev. Brian, this is like the 20th time I voted for a racist Nonce of the Week. Well, this week's... Nonce of the week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. Uh, there's another racist up for it. Um, we're going to go with Bernie Ecclestone. Um, he was the former Formula One, for those that are Formula One, uh, chief executive of Formula One. Like, he was the big shot. He's currently 89 years old, and he's five foot three. But he said, um, he made the claim, and he's on the hot seat for it, that in lots of cases, black people are more racist than white people. Uh, not the thing really to say in this climate. You know, your thoughts. Yeah, I agree with your comment. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to Gary Neville. Uh, the biggest Manchester United fan at Sky, former Manchester United player, is apparently in hiding. Uh, Carragher can't find him. He used to talk so much shit about uh, Liverpool, but, you know, currently he's gone missing. I think I read a tweet somewhere here that I'm pulling up off a screenshot. Um, he said the following. I can guarantee you as clear as day, Manchester United will win again. They'll probably win the league before Liverpool, in my opinion. And that's not being disrespectful. They'll probably win the league before Liverpool. And that can't be found. So, Gary Neville, what are your thoughts on Gary Neville? Um, I'd probably <laughs> do the same thing if I was Gary Neville. So There you go. It's like when Thomas left, when LeBron left uh, Cleveland. Thomas left for like a month. <laughs> he did. Well, we don't know where Gary Neville is, and it's been two days. Um Tange Ndombele has told Jose Mourinho he never wants to play for him again. Uh, I'm putting him up here just because usually want someone that's going to fight for their spot. He's a new player. What are your thoughts on Tange's statement? Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess we don't know what happened behind the scenes. But, True. Um, I don't know. I think if he can make it on another big club, I guess leave. But usually if you can't work with Jose Mourinho, you're kind of hard to work with. And yeah, and finally we have Alex McCarthy, the Southampton goalie, for his terrible giveaway on the Enketia goal. I mean, we haven't really had goal goalie or player errors, but we finally do. And Alex McCarthy. So your choices are Bernie Ecclestone, former former F1 chief, Gary Neville, Tangi Ndombele, and Alex McCarthy. Who's your early favorite? I feel like you have a biased one here too. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Gary Neville. Gary Neville for hiding. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with you know obvious one. Uh Bernie Ecclestone, he's an old man. It doesn't excuse him, but its the point is it's not surprising. You see what I'm saying? Like Gary Neville, I guess, isn't surprising either. That's a toss-up for me. I might go Ecclestone. Uh, we'll see if Brian continues his racist selections or changes it up. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's go to the fantasy corner real quickly. Steve tweeted to us that Dean Henderson, I mentioned last episode he missed out due to injury. No, he missed out because he was playing his parent club, Manchester United. So that's why he wasn't there. Top scores this past week, Tony Martial had 21. Michael Keane, not uh, Moise Keane, had 15. Schmeichel, Alexander-Arnold, and Fabinho each had 14. Top incomings, Martial, Rashford, uh, Raul, Adama Traore, and Christian Pulisic. Top outgoings, Aguero, dead for the season, so you might want to get rid of him. Grealish, Vardy, Aubameyang, and Lundstrom. Um... Some guys that I'd say to look at. Last week I told people to look at Eddie Nketiah. What happened? Eddie Nketiah scored. So listen to my advice. I didn't listen to it and I paid for it. I'm telling you guys, this is an obvious one. 
and a lot of people are going with it. Anthony Martial, 8.1 million. He's listed as a midfielder. So his goals are five points each, not four points. And if you're looking for a defensive player that's been red hot and is not one of the top incomings, and if you have a little money, Lucas Digne, 5.7 million. Do you have any players to look out for? Dan Ings, baby, hammer it. Okay, you you had you unknowingly had captain Martial this week in fantasy, and he's been your captain since like week three, and so you actually led the league in points this week, and people were wondering what how the hell that happened. <laughs> that you've made am zero I, am transfers. Am I doing decent? You're out of relegation. <laughs> Wait, so I don't have to pay more money? Correct, as it stands, because Anthony Martial had a huge week. You captained him. He had 42 points for you. There it is. So do you have any advice to people? My advice to people is stay loyal to your lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, trust your gut at the beginning of the season. And uh, you never know what could happen. All right. Well, there you go. There's that. And let's go to the more Whether vaunted. Whether you knowingly change him or don't change him, it's up to you. Let's go to the more vaunted uh, gambling corner. Mate, I'm, I'm, the pause was for the song. I know, I know, I know. I didn't know how long it is. Well, because Brian says that he likes songs before segments. So the announcer of the week, Fantasy Corner doesn't have one. Thoughts for next year, not not today. Uh, but we'll put the, the Gambling Corner one back in because people, being Brian, are a fan. Brian also has decided not to take part again this week. He says that um, things are too risky in the early going. So he didn't participate last week. He's not participating this week. Last week, though, all of us won. Good week overall. Uh, Steve led the way, winning $5.57, being propelled by the Villa-Newcastle draw. I was also propelled by the Villa-Newcastle draw, winning four fifty-five, And Arane was propelled by Liverpool, minus 1.5. They won by 4, and he won four twenty-five last week. So that means overall, leading the way, still is Brian, plus 15.04. But, Brian, you might want to start betting because Arane is less than a dollar behind you at 14.30, positive. I'm back in the positive. I'm at plus 195. And Steve, you're getting there. Uh, with your 557 winnings, you're now only at minus 874. So single digits getting there. A lot of great uh, work going on. Um, so let's reveal our bets. So this, the listeners have already sent theirs in. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go? Um, I'm going to hold my bets until it gets closer to the thing. What thing? To the games. Because I don't you, you, you didn't. So you didn't. When are you gonna make your? Are you gonna make them on Twitter? I'll post them, yeah, on Twitter. But I got, I got, I got have time. Do you have any games to look for? No. Okay, I'll make. I'll put my bets. Well, out. yeah, I mentioned it earlier. The um, the Tottenham one. Yeah. The, the draw. You have Tottenham draw with South uh, Sheffield. Yeah. I I don't know what the exact numbers I could find out, but for for me, I'll just make my picks now. <clears throat> Southampton Watford. I'm taking Southampton to win against Watford at plus one ninety five. Big value. They're away. Southampton does better away. Two dollars to win three ninety. I've got Everton beating Leicester. I have a good feeling about Everton. They look good to me. Two dollars to win three ten. They're at plus one fifty five. And I'm doing a parlay. I'm taking United over Brighton and Arsenal over Norwich parlay. United's minus one thirty seven. Arsenal's minus two hundred. I'm putting four dollars to win six thirty eight. So that's a plus. The one Everton something. bets a little bit wild. It is. So I always, you know, I, I put $2 on that. So I put $2 on the ones I'm less confident in, putting 4 on that big parlay of Arsenal and United. We'll see what happens. So you said uh, look for a Tottenham, Sheffield draw, post your thing. Uh, if you don't post it, it, it won't count. So I mean, I posted for the game today, didn't I? 
Yeah, no, I meant in terms of your betting corner. Nate. Oh, yeah, I'll do that too. All right, it's so like, well, look out. I might actually make these bets in real life, so. Right. Yep, look out for I might just, posts. I might just put the screenshot like Steve does. Yeah. Well, see, so that's the thing. I do make my bets. If I really make them, I'll make them close to kickoff. But these are just preliminary. These are my betting corner bets, which may differ a bit from my real bets, which is good because my real bets, I'm actually up quite a bit more money than I am these these ones. So anyway, with that said, <laughs> no interview but a long episode because we had a good talk. There's good talk in there. So people, let us know. Give us your input on all of that at the footy corner too. Do you have anything else to say before we – next week's we'll – we say we probably won't be this long, but God, we don't know. We have an interview. We have a guest. We talked a lot this this week about not game stuff, just other things. I guess Liverpool won the title, so that's a fair bet. Um, so with that said, anything else? Mm-mm. Nope. Let's go to Unai Emery. Champions, baby. Aloha. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening, good evening.